listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. Trying to make a dollar out of diamonds and pennies. Trying to make a dollar. Make a dollar. Make a dollar. Trying to make a dollar out of diamonds. my guy how he thought traveling the world sound found that found it had to imagine he hadn't been passed downtown it's deep i heard the city breathing the sleep of reality i touch but for me it's hard to keep deep i heard my man breathing the sleep of reality i touch but for me it's hard to keep so much on my mind i just can't yo hey welcome to the black Tips podcast with your host rod and karen and we're in the house for a sunday morning technical difficulty edition of the podcast yes we are we let y'all niggas know right now you got two hours of a podcast because vocal took 30 minutes yeah exactly man good grief it was hard to get it up but you know what i'm not gonna bitch because vocal is amazing technology and we get this shit for free oh so. yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not complaining it's just for the fact that it, it, it just took us a while to get it running this morning vocal yeah. was like fuck that yeah, so everything y'all are seeing is by uh, a miracle so <laughs> i know so <laughs> be happy um but yeah we're back for our first official i guess regular show mm-hmm. uh since uh we took the week off for the 10th anniversary yes sir um so of course we got all kinds of stuff that we got to talk about stuff that we did and uh um uh, you know other thoughts and whatnot but first yes, of all 
you listen to the blackout tips and you can find us a bunch of ways the easiest of which go to the blackout tips.com right there you can listen to all the episodes you can find out how to contact us on the about page you can uh join our facebook group um it's growing exponentially every day and yes, uh, i appreciate people telling each other about it and uh spreading the word and uh you can donate to the show and the donations are going to good places like uh we were able to take out an ad on facebook that tells people if you like our page so I know for some of y'all that might be shameful i know some of y'all don't want to be associated with us but it just tells people like hey so-and-so likes the black guy who tips you why don't you check them out too you know and it's something it's cool and it's because of you guys supporting us that we're able Able to to do do cool shit like that um Mm -hmm. so thank you um to the people that 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 do that man donate to the show sign up for recurring donations one-time donations whatever you want to do man um also you can go to our store from there um you can check out our tumblr facebook page all that stuff subscribe to the email um list uh just put your email address in and hit subscribe and then you determine how often you want to be updated if you want to be updated every time we post something if you want to be updated once a week once a month uh once a day uh it's an easy way to stay in touch with the show and to see what's going on like when we do guest appearances Mm -hmm. and stuff uh, that we should have coming up shortly um Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we were on, uh, after black and that'll get released at some point. Uh, let's hope so too. Yeah. That's a little up in the air. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, and then, will. um, well, and, uh, we, I know we were on, uh, the black is podcast last night. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that gets put up, um, yes, eventually. And, um, yeah, you guys, you know, you'll be the first to know if you're subscribed to the page. It, yep. it only helps you. It sure does. Of course, the, you can call the show 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail through the, out the week or talk to us live on Saturday, Saturday mornings. mornings. 704-557-0186. You can email the show, theblackgowtips at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm that again. That is in D-A-T. And the show Twitter is T-B-G-W-T. Um, don't forget to donate your account, all that stuff. Just like I said, blackouttips.com, man. Look at all the shit you can do. Forms, all kinds of stuff. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser. And the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. Yes. And we are double sponsored today. That's what I'm talking about. My favorite type of sponsorship, the kind mm-hmm. where you get money. Mm-hmm. Um, double sponsortation. Yes, if, double if double penetration. We'll take it. Double? No, no, we Uh-oh. won't. I will not take double penetration. Double Karen. penetration podcast. Way to take it too far. Way to take it too far. <laughs> it was everything was fine for a while, and then um, I messed that up. My bad. I had to go. I was thinking podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. I messed that up. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Um, you can check out the um double sponsortation. Okay, uh, that's that's better. Podcast. <laughs> uh, we don't. I'm not doing DPS. Okay, <laughs> I know what these people are into, and they're all freaks. Um, but yeah, man. So, but if uh, you're into that, Adam, you've got you covered. The first one is, uh, of course, by a longtime sponsor of the show. Shadow Dog Productions. Yes, sir. Today's podcast is sponsored by the short film "In the Goodbye," starring Alexa Yeems and Vanell. Uh, it's just seven dollars for DVD, that includes shipping, or four dollars for digital download, which you can watch immediately. That's what I did. Uh, yep. The DVD comes with five audio commentaries. Oh, he didn't give me those though. I see how it is, player. Uh, <laughs> interviews, behind the scenes footage, and bloopers. 
um so go to shadowdogproductions.com slash itg.html and get your copy today the link will be on the website by the time that you uh actually um you know mm-hmm. we post this podcast mm-hmm. um and i've seen the movie and uh it's cool man. like here's the thing about the movie man that i wasn't expecting because i've always seen uh dexter like do funny stuff mm-hmm. like i think i've seen maybe three of his movies uh, a bunch of shorts and they're all hilarious and then this one is like his first like really dramatic well that i've seen now like he may have done this before but it's the first like really dramatic um kind of spooky um uh like uh film that i've seen Mm -hmm. and um it it works and it's and then like alexa is like acting in there and not just like being funny and stuff or like crying and stuff like it was it was crazy like like i was i, I just sent him back like this is dark as shit <laughs> like that was my that, that was, was your response yeah like i was like i hope he uh understands as a compliment because i'm pretty sure that's what he was going for but it was just uh one of those things where like uh you used to seeing people one way mm-hmm. and then you see him like completely take on a different role and a different um style of writing and all that stuff and uh it was really cool man um and I enjoyed it, and I don't want to give any spoilers away, so I'll just say uh, it does have a twist at the end, and uh, cool. I enjoyed that part, too. Um, so, yeah, check it out, shadowdogproductions.com slash itg.html. The film is called In the Goodbye. Um, make sure you get it. Free, uh, you get to free shipping for just seven dollars, uh, and you also get five audio commentaries, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and bloopers. Um, and, of course, the other, you know, we we got our other sponsor we got to talk about too. Mm-hmm. So let me play some sexy music. Yeah. That's right, y'all. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Sure you are. Everybody is. Even ladies that are with ladies and fellas that are with fellas are spicing it up. You've been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, you should be. All that time they think about you cooking, cleaning, paying bills. Mm-hmm. How dare you sit here and selfishly not think of them and blowing, rocking their world. <laughs> or blowing them. Yeah, or blowing their minds or their penises. Whatever yep. you do. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go, Adam, go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. Well, you you also can get 50% off. In addition to 50% off that, that item, you can also get three free adult DVDs of slow-motion white people yes. having sex to, to, like, erotic music. Yes. And uh, that should inspire you. I, I hope that you does. Having it, sex. I hope that does inspire you. If nothing else, it's interesting to watch. These are some uh, really good films, and they have complete plot lines. Yes, and they use makeup and everything. These girls don't look like they be sweating. They be serious. Mm -hmm. Plus, you get a free extra gift that's so central, I can't tell you what it is, because I don't know what it is, and you don't know either until you get it. I know. It it depends on uh, uh, what they feel like putting in your secret bag. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping. Which uh, is the best part. That's on every order, people. Don't play around unless you're going to play with yourself. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer, 50% off of one item. Will you put in the code TBGWT? That's TBGWT, the black guy who tips. 
for the offer code uh when you go check out and uh you get that 50 percent off you get three free dvds free yep. extra sensual gift so sensual that oh jesus i can't even think about it and free shipping yep tell your mama tell your friends and uh for those parents that, tell your mama people yeah tell your mama tell your daddy tell tell everybody and for those people that, that just uh, uh push their kids at the front door to go to school take a day off and use your toys yeah tell your daddy okay fellas you go on fishing next time you go hey what, what's going on you got a flashlight you know bring if it you, up if you ain't pops i got you covered right you say this is for you <laughs> take a load off yep have a this loads on me that's what just <laughs> this loads on me all right all right man um let's do some podcasting let's do this son uh first of all we have uh some random thoughts and stuff but um i guess we should start just talking about um all the stuff we did or some of the stuff we did because mm-hmm. uh, we got to meet um eljoy and elon yes, um dr goddess uh, yes. from twitter uh because we went down on uh, thursday we took the day off of work and we went down to the dnc mm-hmm. and uh we were supposed to uh like co-host or be guest on um a blacking it up episode mm-hmm. which kind of went down kind of didn't uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got recorded yeah we were supposed to be at like one in uh one in the afternoon but some things fell through um with the you know the setup and uh scheduling and stuff so it was like hey you know we're not gonna be able to record till like five o'clock right mm-hmm. and um we were like okay well you know we already took the day off so why don't we just go down there anyway? We just we instead of like hustling to get down there like say twelve thirty, yes. we'll just get down there like one Early, or two. Yeah. So uh, you know we hang around the house, go up there um, about you know uh, to get to, to to meet them about two o'clock and see what's going on. I think uh, Eljoy Williams was scheduled to be on Ask a Sister. Yes. Uh, which um, I, I don't know if it's a if it's a podcast or not. I'm not sure, but um, I had a good time. But uh, it was it was a show hosted by uh, Cheryl Conti, Doctor Goddess, and I'm forgetting this lady's name, but I know on Twitter it's Friendster, mm-hmm. um, and she's from Charlotte, so that's even more shameful that I forgot her name. But um, she uh, but yeah, they they did like a panel and stuff, and they talked about different um topics and i thought it was very interesting man i, I really was. enjoyed the show um and uh you know they had Eljoy on they had several other women on it was like all black women yes it was i don't know if brothers in the loud I, I don't know how it works okay i don't know the rules and it was funny though because the uh I, I think the camera crew probably had the best time in the world because the camera crew looked like they was just cracking up and laughing the whole time. I think the camera crew had to be democratic because some of the jokes and shit they was making, them camera crews was dying laughing with the rest of us. Like, them well, dudes was so yeah. laid back. Yeah, I'm assuming that uh, they must be, uh, a lot of people down there must have been democratic because, uh, you know, it was a the DNC. So Yes, and if they wouldn't, they took that shit lightly. Yeah, and um, so yeah, it was cool listening uh to that panel, and um, you know, the, they were clearly having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a section called the snatch a, snatch a wig. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and in that segment, they like bring up different people that whose wigs need to be snatched, and um, uh, you know, some some with a light snatching, uh, yeah. some some, some a little hard, some of the some you had to yeah. get, you know get to the roots. Yeah, I believe uh Jamie Fallon Jimmy Fallon uh dressed up as uh one of the um Latino speakers mm-hmm. from 
the DNC and uh, he put on brown face or he was at least spray tanned or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cheryl Conti decided that he needed to have his wig snatched about that. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And um, I don't know if it, if that's up. We, we weren't guests or anything, guys. Oh, her name was Jennifer Daniels. That was the other person. We weren't guests or anything. We were just... Um, we just observed from the crowd, um, but it was cool to watch. And uh, they had a segment about Beyonce and uh, I guess Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I thought this was interesting. Uh, I guess they asked Michelle Obama if she could be anyone for a day. Who would she be? Okay. And she said Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like a, a kind of a, a argument over that, you know, a debate, if you will. And it seemed like everybody was kind of trying to move on. But I was... I, and they were pressed for time because it's the end of the show. But I was the only one like, uh, no, this the good part, <laughs> right? Keep this shit going. This is this is getting good. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, Karen, what did you think about it? Because they brought on a panelist, I guess, who um wrote a article um basically saying that um she she should not have um she should not Michelle Obama should not have said Beyonce was her uh person that she would want to be uh for for a day uh, and actually i think it was kelly geoff and she was also a panelist but she wasn't able to be on there long so they didn't really get to go into it but i really wish they could have because i wanted to see what her reasoning was but she was basically like um she should have picked michelle obama is the most powerful woman in the world so she should have picked uh or you know one of the most powerful women or whatever however you want to put that so she should have picked somebody like uh a black female scientist or a or you know just something like more uh not about entertainment about something else what'd you think about that karen to me it wouldn't have mattered what the fuck she said somebody would have had an issue with it Mm -hmm. and as far as i'm concerned a lot of times people once you are in certain positions a lot of times people put scrutiny and they put standards on you that they wouldn't even put on their own selves just because you're in the position that you're in Mm -hmm. um and i think that was unfair to her you know what it's okay if she wants to be uh, Beyonce for a day. Shit, who wouldn't want to be Beyonce for a day? I mean, well, woman-wise, you know, who wouldn't want to be Beyonce for a day? And mm. my thing is that it's almost like, I guess it's just my person, you, you start a controversy that really ends in a controversy because if she didn't name somebody else, people are like, who the fuck that is that? And if you ask the average person, most people don't even know a, a black female scientist in, in, in their family or in their life. You mm. know, and my thing is that I understand her point because she was saying that they were saying that, you know, everybody focuses on entertainment and and sports and all that stuff. You know, why don't we have other genres? And the thing is that it is not this it is not Michelle Obama's responsibility to tell your child what they should be when they grow up. Mm. It's the parents' responsibility to be in the child's life to let them know, okay, Beyonce is nice, but there are other options for you. Right. I think a lot of times people put too much responsibility on role models to be the role models for everybody, for the parents that are there and the parents that are not there. And that's not her responsibility. Yeah, and uh, I guess in the article, Kelly goes on to say that she asked a couple friends about it. And without saying what her thoughts on it was, and they said, um, this makes me sick to my stomach if Miss O, Mrs. O said this. Uh, embarrassing, said another person. Uh, I just think she should have found some other black woman to praise other than Bay because and, she is not a good role model. And, 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 and the problem I have with this is that 
when Michelle Obama says it's an issue, but yet when other people are asked these questions and they say Shell Crow or they'll say, you know, other people, I don't see the same outrage from the black community. And my thing is that it, it goes back to that. Um, we were talking about Condoleezza Rice. It's almost mm-hmm. the reverse. It's almost like you are harder on her because she's black and she's in your party versus with uh, Condoleezza Rice. It's like, okay, you accomplished something, Pat Pat, but we don't really give a shit about what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I have an issue with that because as far as I'm concerned, like I said, it wouldn't have mattered what she said. If somebody somewhere would have had an issue with what the fuck she said. And um, so I have a problem with that. Another person says, and we wonder why our kids are struggling in the streets and schools. All I can do is shake my head on this one. Unbelievable. And these same people that's complaining, and I'm sorry to keep in rush, but the same people that's complaining, they they got Beyonce in their iPod, iPad, they shaking their ass too and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with Beyonce. And to an extent, it's almost insulting to Beyonce to say that she shouldn't say Beyonce. And you're like, well, why not? You know, they act like Beyonce don't got work ethic. They act like she don't work hard. They act like she ain't strive to get to where she is. They act like she ain't broke, you know, personal records and all this shit either. You know, so it's like because she said, quote, unquote, Beyonce, and it's one of them things where Beyonce's quote unquote on top of the world you need to pick somebody that's underneath the dirt because Beyonce's not that important and and I, and I don't agree with that uh, another person said I threw up in my mouth a little <laughs> when, that's what I, I'm saying. when I read the title for this article and the article is quote that makes you go huh Michelle Obama could be anyone it would be bae uh, now I want front like one of the things I don't like about this is a lot of these people keep referring to Beyonce as bae which to me just kind of um it's something off about that how you hate this person and call him bae it's almost like or you call this person a bad role model and you call him bae because it's almost like you call him a nickname or like you're feeding into the 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 culture of liking this person and whatnot because that's kind of a um tabloid name for beyonce yeah, right? yeah. You know, so it's kind of like her, you're already in this culture. Yeah, instead of calling her by her full name. And, and also the the problem I have with it, too, is that what they really won't get into, a lot of this is Beyonce hate that's kind of undercover. And right. then when Michelle Obama said Beyonce, shit, that bitch right there, they already had issues with her. And a lot of that is not coming out. But a lot of this hate, quote, unquote, hatred is not really targeted on uh, what Michelle Obama said. It's targeted on the fact that she chose Beyonce. Yeah, now according to this, uh, Kelly says, first off, Beyonce is pretty, talented, rich, and famous, and to top it all off, she seems like one of the nicest celebrities on the planet. She also is best known for, not for her singing, but her, but for wearing as little clothing as possible while doing it. Now, I don't know if that's true. And, and like I said. Cause she is a talented singer. I don't think anyone's, like, that's the one thing I've never heard anyone say is like, she can't sing. Now, I, you know, if we're gonna talk about wearing as little clothing, like, if she would say like Nicki Minaj or something where it's like, okay, this person is not known for being that talented. They are known for just dressing provocatively and all that. Or if she was being ratchet. Yes. Yeah. Or, um, like, cause in here she says, uh, something about how Hillary Clinton, she couldn't picture Hillary Clinton saying Lady Gaga or Madonna or something like that. But those are completely different types of entertainers. Yes, they are. Like, like they're, they're letting their clothing and their statements speak more than their talent. Um, because they're, you know, they're not as talented in my opinion and their whole thing is to be shocking. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm dressed as a tampon. Like Beyonce would never do that. Like, no. So it's kind of like a, not a one to one comparison. Mm-mm. 
but it's like say hillary clinton says she i don't know i will be celine dion or some shit nobody uh, would have a problem with that yeah I, like i don't think people would be like what the fuck celine dion like people would just be like that's cool you can do that um and i and i and you know i already don't feed into this shit of there's extra responsibility on black people uh to always say and do the right thing so that other black people will understand and that white people will like us more yeah i feel like you're already putting yourself in a subservient role and you're not you're never going to be equal with that type of mindset of always trying to say the quote-unquote right answer when it's not the truth yes and the thing is that that my thing is this they didn't ask you so fuck you they asked michelle obama she gave her opinion the end and Mm. the thing is like for everybody to go into this outrage sometimes i think some people's outrage are fake and the reason why i say i think some of it is fake is because where is this outrage coming from because she said beyonce or because you have issues with Beyonce. Like, to me, I think it's other underlying things. Yeah, she could have named a scientist. Like I said, people were like, who the fuck is this woman you talking about? Yeah, and it says, uh, as, and as successful as she may be, like many black entertainers before her, she pursued her career at the expense of pursuing education. And I don't, I don't mean college. She never graduated from high school or earned her GED, a topic of discussion that crops up on message boards when she misspeaks in interviews, which unfortunately is not an uncommon occurrence. Wow. So, it's, yeah, it seems yeah, more like... this is a lot an of attack on Beyonce. Beyonce. That's what I'm saying. A lot of this is personal attacks because my thing is that what the fuck? Just because you don't have an education don't mean you can't make it in America. And it's like, well, I worked hard. I got my degree. I'm not making what Beyonce make. I, I got all this, you know, this intelligence. I'm smarter than Beyonce, you know, but yet mm. she can go on the stage and be half naked and sing and get Jay-Z. And I got to go to work every day. <laughs> and I got to do this every day. And I'm at home with four kids. And, you know, that's that's not like misery just talking. I really hate to be like this. And the reason why I say it is because you basically insulting Beyonce and you're disregarding her work ethic and all that and a lot, and not to get off top but I don't know a lot of people that have degrees they have a tendency to look down on people that don't like you are stupid because you don't and that's not yeah. so yeah it does feel like some elitism taking here, place here where it's like uh, here's the thing to me it says more about a person that is able yes. to eschew some of the um, some of the uh, what we consider to be the routine way to get uh, a career in America. You have to get education. You have to do this. You have to do that. Sometimes when people achieve despite that, I, I you have to step back and marvel at that and be like, that is good. Now, it's not like Michelle Obama said this person is the example for what young people need to try to be. No. This is, uh, you know, hey, drop out of school and be Beyonce. They just asked her, like, hey, if you could be somebody for a day, who would it be? You know? And you know what? This, and a lot of people might not equate this, but this same anger is the same anger that a lot of older white males give black college athletes or college pro athletes that go and they skip a year or two of college. It's the same hate to me because you're going, I worked hard. I did it the right way. You did it the wrong way. There's something wrong with the way you did it. I'm jealous of your money. I'm jealous of your accomplishment because I couldn't take a shortcut in life. Everybody wants to make fucking money, bottom line. That's why you went to school. That's why you took out the student loans. You didn't do it because you didn't have shit else to do. You did it because you wanted to make money. Yeah, and uh, like... And I also find it funny when um, women do this thing because she's also talking about her clothing and she's saying, oh, you want to be a, a role model. But uh, you showed up on the red carpet in a dress that was, you know, almost see through. Uh, now, it's covering all the inappropriate areas, if you're wondering. That's a pretty dress. But, but um, 
that to me that is like this uh woman checking thing that happens where i'm always like so does that really promote uh female like equality and shit like does that really promote um the fact that a woman can be sexy and still be respected and be a role model like so her being sexy somehow overwrites the fact that she can be a role model like there's only one way in this person's opinion to to, to be a role model there can only be a michelle obama there cannot be a beyonce and and also be looked up to and my thing is that for me the problem that i have with is that black people say we want equality well guess what equality comes when we can have people all across the board and there's no judgment equality when we can have a michelle obama we can have a beyonce we can have a Nicki minaj we can have all these people across the board and people go okay you don't represent everybody but a lot of women especially black women feel like if one person make it you represent the whole crew and that's not always so and I have an issue with that and we talked about this before women are a lot more misogynistic than men can ever imagine to be and a lot of this is coming out in this article yeah and also too um she is Michelle Obama already yes so you know to me it also drives home something that um a lot of like uh without without even putting much thought into it i don't see how you can't arrive at this conclusion she's the person that did the work and did all the shit that this lady thinks that you should do as a black woman to be a role model so she did it and then she says like hey, you know if i had if i if i could be somebody for a day it'd be beyonce right mm-hmm. well for me that's kind of like the same message that most parents teach a lot of kids which is you go to school and you take care of all your other shit but you can have dreams you might not accomplish them maybe it'll be a side thing but you can have a dream maybe you want to be an nba player maybe you want to you just don't put all your eggs in that basket that's right and michelle obama is the exact proof of not putting all your eggs in that basket and so she can't even like look at or acknowledge a beyonce as somebody that is uh, held in a place of esteem throughout the world, um, she can't even say that without it completely being thrown back in her face. And, you know, the question I asked Eljoy after this the show was over was, so who could she have said? Because I don't think there's any right answer. I think any yes, person not. you pick can be picked apart by other people period mm-hmm. yeah and it can be thrown in your face it like i said if she depicted nobody they went and googled this person and found out who this nobody was and they talk shit about them so it would not have mattered and the thing is that the thing is that like you say just like the, this person feels like beyonce can do it one way they feel like michelle obama can do it one way and my thing is that who are you to pick and choose what's the right way to be successful well, she, and what's the wrong way she to also be goes on to say that you know the other problem is that it's stereotypical that children um you know want to grow up to be stars and entertainers athletes and rappers right Mm -hmm. and she says to be clear i have nothing against entertainers athletes or rappers at least not rappers whose lyrics are not misogynistic but i'm like so you picking apart beyonce's clothing and saying she can't be a role model because she wore a dress that has some sheer parts and like the arms and the waist and stuff that's not misogynistic the hello that's that's not the same fucking thing like Oh, I can't respect your brain. I can't respect you as a person. I can't respect your work yeah, anymore. It's like you, you, you dressed and you let people see some, some stuff. That's the same, uh, by extension, that's the same shit that you see with Michelle Obama. Like, her arms were out of her gown. Yes. You know, and it's like, no, a, a woman can be sexy and still be respected. That's and not. intelligent. Right. Those two things don't go. And you don't have to have a fucking 
even a high school diploma and be to be intelligent to no. be to be smart and and, you right. know, and the thing is like she's shitting on beyonce for fucking up in interviews sometimes there's people with fucking uh degrees and all that shit that fuck up in interviews all the time yes. you know there's people talking about legitimate rape i'm sure that dude got a degree yes. like it's not it, like people fuck up all the time it's just um I feel like she extrapolated us an inane side comment out of the and turned it into Michelle Obama thinks every black child should be Beyonce and it's and it's and it's uh salacious at, at best. Yes, and 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 the thing I guess for me the issue that I have with it is that a it wouldn't matter who she picked it would have been wrong, and then b Michelle Obama does not represent all black women in their opinion, and yeah. I feel like this whole all this stems from Beyonce hate, and won't nobody ever come out and say that if you confront them they would tell you that they love Beyonce they got Beyonce and this and that right. and other but she but really at the end don't day yeah you just don't like Beyonce or you have issues you, well you really don't res- she really don't doesn't respect, respect her. her and 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 and, and get back to to that respect thing before we move on the problem i have with it is that people act like people with degrees aren't stupid just because you have a degree and something with your name on it does not make you a very smart bright and intelligent person right. it just means that you did whatever you had to do to get them paper signed but you could be dumb as a fucking doorknob i know people that don't have degrees and and, and have not graduated from high school that are a lot more intelligent than people that have degrees degree don't mean shit other than you spent a lot of money yeah you know the other thing i find funny about this uh on the panel when they were talking you know it's like well um it, it's supposed to be uh this way it's supposed to be that way and he she should have picked somebody else she never offers an example of who she should have picked though you don't have a, a alternative because no matter who she picked I, th- I personally think if she didn't pick you, you'd have had a problem with it. You know, it's almost like if yeah. you don't pick me or somebody in my crew or somebody that I know or somebody that I look up to, I have a problem. With yeah. That. The other thing she says, it, it also reinforced the popular conservative talking point that thanks to this misstep is now gaining traction among the progressive base. The Obama seem a bit too cozy and concerned with the George Clooney's and Beyonce's of the world and pro- perhaps not concerned enough with the rest of us. Um, here's the thing about that. You only get two choices, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, you, what you every time someone does one of these attacks on the Obamas and stuff, cool. If you don't like them, you don't gotta like them. That's, That's cool. Right. You know, I'm not even saying you're hating. Mm-mm. But when you go pull the lever in November, are you picking between the Obamas and the fictional Obamas that you would like to have, or are you picking between Obama and Romney? And I believe Romney's a little too uh, close with the Koch brothers of the world. Fuck the fucking, uh, oh, he like George Clooney and Beyonce. I can deal with that. We all like George Clooney and Beyonce. They, we, I, so. all, all of us would like to hobnob with them. What I don't need is motherfuckers hobnobbing with Bain Capital and shit like that. So... I, you still get these two choices, you know. Is I just find this the the articles like this are a little weird, where they ascribe this notion. I guess I just don't buy the premise, I, and I never will. Is well, you black, so you gotta represent everybody, and you need to answer the answer that I find acceptable that, all right. the time. I just don't believe in and, that, and, so and, and, I reject the premise. From 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 for just from jump, and like, I, and I'm, I agree with you, and I have a problem with that, and 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 people wonder. Uh, why, you know, when it comes down to it, black people will never get to the point where they are really free and acceptable in our world when we can have great people and we can have terrible people all in one group and they don't represent our entire race. I, I say you take it. That's what I say. Nobody's got to tell me. Uh, I'm not a brother to every nigga and vice versa. 
Like it's just it's cool for us to have a uh, di- diaspora of uh, <laughs> of of blackness. I'm completely fine, I and I mean too. that. I mean I that mean, every way, not yes. shades. I mean yeah. that in. I'm fine with there being a Lil Wayne and a Lupe fiasco Me and too. a Jay Z and, right. and 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 they're all black and, and they all represent something different and I don't need them all to be monolith to have the same no, fucking opinions because we're and diverse, all that. right? Um, so I was thinking about speaking of black people, I was thinking about the Scare Straight, uh, you know, Beyond Scare Straight show. Mm-hmm. I was watching a little bit of that and um, just and people really love this show. And they like, do, I, I, and I don't think any you of this. You can shit. tell when it come on, your timeline light up. Yeah, and I don't think any of this shit works, by the way. Um, because the, the, the end of the day, you're sending these kids back home to the real problem that they have in their life is they don't have any parental discipline. That's right. Like, normally the parents that send their kids to this shit is like, well, I work seven jobs and I'm never able to be at ah! home. And, you know, I, and I'm not yeah, saying that's that. That's key kids. I'm not saying yeah. that to pick on the parents. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm saying. You're doing what you got to do now. Yeah, the kids are in fucked up situations, mm-hmm. period. So, yeah, you need you to know, help the situation if you really want to help the child. Right. And it's, and it's the, that American thing about the big gesture is more important than the discipline. So it's like, oh, we're going to just, uh, you know, scare them. We're going to scare them straight. We're going to have some dude basically threatening rape to this kid uh, when he comes into prison. Right. Mm-hmm. But the kids, if you w- listen to the rest of the show, a lot of times they do follow ups. They, you know, they always going back, uh, you know, they always end up fucking up at the end or showing them and it's on like a week later. It's like, well, I've been going to school. It's like, nigga, it's only been a week. Like, you don't deserve no credit for some shit you're supposed to be doing. I like, know if, so. If they cut back and it's like, you know, he gave the closing address at his school graduation because then I'll be like, okay, okay, it worked. Yes. You know, but just being like, well, he went to school for three days straight, so it must have worked. It's like, nigga, did you pass geometry? That's what I want to know. So I, I wonder if now we're actually filling the prison system with a bunch of guys who think that uh, being an inmate is about stealing shoes and raping new inmates. Like, Of course. Because that's what they learned at the Scare Straight. It's like, if you come to prison, I'm going to steal your shoes and I'm going to rape you. And it's like, so indirectly... That's what the kids are actually learning about prison is by the time I do get to prison, ah! um, I'm going to be stealing people's shoes and raping them because that's the only way to be a badass in prison. Mm-hmm. So I like I, I wonder if the prison is actually getting worse because of scare straight where it might be, you know, it, where they're not being taught a realistic depiction of what prison actually is. Uh, I know it's so where it's just like, look, man, chances are you won't be raped, uh, but it's boring as shit in here. Like maybe maybe they should go from scared straight to just like. You know, speaking to him plain and being like, look, man, uh, look, I, I'm not worried about getting raped or shanked. Here's my problem. Um, I can't leave the this place. Yes. Like, like, <laughs> let them understand the freedoms that they don't have. Look, I'm in this four by four room, 24 hours. I go outside for one hour and I'm back in here again. Yeah. I'm not being raped every day. The problem is uh, come in and have some of this food. Yeah. Does that taste good to you? No, I'm not actually. Um, I'm not going to scare you and steal it because it's fucking nasty and I don't want any. Yeah. So you enjoy that. But um, just want you to know, this is what we have 365 days a year in prison. Yes, sir. You know, that kind of shit. It's like, hey, uh, you, what are you, about 14, 15? You like girls? Hmm? You into girls? None of them in prison. No girls I in prison. No. So, you know, but that's what I would do, man. I, I would just be honest with them. Um. Back to the DNC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also like, oh, this, I don't know how often this happens to you people that listen to the show, but, um, do you ever have that thing where, uh, you feel like you're not even speaking English because people 
com- completely are, aren't understanding you. Mm, yes. Uh, and it was weird because we went to, um, what was it called? The PPC P- or the something? PPL. PPL. We went to the mm-hmm. PPL, which is like this, uh, it, it was this building where everybody for the media was held up for the DNC, like mm-hmm. bloggers and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. So that's where we were going to meet Elon and Eljoy and watch Ask a Sister. And they were broadcasting live via Ustream, you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we were, uh, you know, we told Elon and Eljoy, hey, can one of y'all put us on the list? So we can get some passes when we go over there. You know, we need passes, apparently, uh, so we can get up to the floor with the media and stuff like that, right? Um, so we go, you know, we, we find parking and all that. Parking's like $20 and shit. Um, and it has the most confusing parking sign. Like, Yes. It's like you take a ticket and it's like, um, if you want to pay, go to the lobby. Uh, but that's only for people that want to pay uh, cash. cash. Uh, so I'm like, what? So what does that mean? When I go check out, I'm not gonna be able to get out. Like, I'll be like in this bitch. Yeah, if I like, what does that mean? I gotta get out of the car, like, go to the lobby, twenty four hours, pay and then leave. Like, uh, ew, anyway, so, um, we you know we go pay for park. I mean, we we get parking. We go over to the PPL, uh, walk up in there, and it's this weird like situation. So strangely, where like we walk in the door, there's clearly a security guy at the door. Mm-hmm. He lets us in yes not doesn't say a word to us just opens the door for us we walk in mm-hmm. okay so then there's two people sitting at a desk and i'm like do you guys work here two guys in suits and they yeah, say no like, nope i'm like okay this clearly is a desk set up to like direct people and shit yes two and they must random, be on break but right. two random people just said reach two free chairs and set their asses there yeah there's a room to the side that looks like it's for like other shit like yes like uh and there's no signs telling you what direction to go in right so i'm like i guess we don't go in that glass room um so i'm like all right let's just go to uh uh, so I get ready to go uh, upsta- upstairs to the elevator, and this guy stops us. He's like, hey, where are you guys going? I was like, oh, well, that's the thing. Um, we're supposed to go to the fourth floor to the media room to meet Elon James White. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, oh, you, oh the, the third floor. Yeah, the third. Yeah, yes. Go, like, to the, go to the third floor. You can watch the hey, show. Hey, baby, he could bead you because you was like third, fourth floor. He was like, no, 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 no. Third floor. Yeah, I said it again. I said, well, I'm pretty sure it's the fourth floor. He just dm me on twitter and said the fourth floor media room yes and the guy goes no 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 third floor to watch the shows and i'm like what the fuck am i not talking english <laughs> yes like i know i'm speaking fucking english and that's what elon told us to go right i know that i was i'm reading i'm look i'm pulling the tweet up looking at my direct <laughs> message like fourth floor media room i'm like okay you know what fuck you and i just walked away <laughs> And went to the fourth floor. Because I was like, you know, obviously this dude's being a dick. And I don't think Elon confused it. And this guy's not listening to me. So no. Since, since they're not listening to me, I'm not, you know, I don't have time for this shit. So I'm like, all right, man. Um, Look, uh, let's go to the fourth floor. So me and Karen go to the fourth floor. We walk, in, walk off the elevator and there's like three people sitting in chairs. Now, for the record, I'm bigger than all three of these people. None of them can stop me from doing whatever the fuck I want. For the record. Like, just if it was going to come down to that, um, that it was going to be a problem, right? But they were sitting up there like, yeah, um, we, we, uh, we need to see, uh, your badge. And I was like, my badge? 
Well, on the first floor, I asked, and they told me. Yes. I told them I need to come up here, and I should be on some sort of a list. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and everybody, when I said I should be on a list, it's like, I didn't know what the fuck I was, I was talking, talking about. about. Like, a list was an entirely different fucking concept in this building than everywhere else in the entire fucking universe. It was so frustrating. In any place where you need badges, there's obviously a fucking list. Everywhere. You can't even get into a club without a list. Yes. There's always a fucking list. And what everybody could I possibly know be, where it is. What could I possibly be fucking talking about? Like, it was, it, they were pissing me off so bad. Like, I was just like, listen, there should be some sort of a list. Our name should be on it so we can get passes. I went on the first floor. I tried to get it, get it there. They told me to come to the third floor. I know I'm supposed to be on the fourth floor where I am right now. Elon James White, LJ Williams, do you know him? Can you help me out? Can you get They yes. put me on the list. And they was just like, uh the list uh let's see uh i mean maybe uh i, I don't know what you mean maybe uh you should go uh, the list it's a list uh for <laughs> yes. credentials so we can get into the fourth floor well uh that should have happened on the first floor i fucking know that guy told me go to the third floor and didn't give me shit this is can you pick up a cell phone do you have a walkie-talkie can you communicate with these other motherfuckers please and so right about the time i was just about to lose my shit because i was doing a fairly good job of holding it yes in. you were sir right i was getting angry in the background i wasn't saying no but i was getting hot yeah i don't appreciate being talked to like i don't feel fucking speak english when we are both speaking the english language so i was just like um okay yeah i see how this is gonna go and i'm in my mind i'm like i'm walking past these three people they're just gonna have to tackle me to the ground because <laughs> i'm getting the fuck in here and i don't care what they say and at that moment uh by the grace of god Eljoy williams walked out now I, y'all know i don't like being touched and i don't like touching people especially if i don't know them and shit i saw Eljoy, and she looked just like her picture on she Twitter. does exactly so i recognized her immediately and i hugged Eljoy. yeah she's because so sweet i knew that Eljoy's circle of like Eljoy privilege was gonna get us in the fucking building, and it did. She looked at them like, um, um, I don't know what y'all talking about. They coming with me? Yeah, she <laughs> said they're with me, and they were like, well, if you need guest passes, they need to get them on the first floor. She I'm walked like, straight past them. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hold on, don't don't go past that. I'm sorry. So he goes, uh, yeah. If you need if you need guest passes, you can get them on the first floor. Why didn't you tell me? I was there the whole time asking you how to get gas passes. I was asking. And you were like, they can get those on the first floor. To Eljoy, what about me? Motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now you got all kinds of information. Now, oh, now you're helping. Now I'm speaking English. Uh, anyway, so Eljoy is just like, fuck guest passes. Y'all here now. Come with me. Yes. So we went, um, hung out with Eljoy, met Elon, um, and Elon is just like uh you probably imagine him. He's like uh a robot uh that talks really fast <laughs> um and processes information very quickly. Like I was just listening to him, I just like as soon as I, I saw him, he was just like, Hey, how you doing, sir? And then bam, he just hit me with like three or four different random thoughts right off the top and I was like, Mm-hmm, agree with that, understand that, got that. And um we were like, Hey, we can't really hang out up here long because we gotta watch Eljoy do Ask a Sister. Yeah, because we got threatened across Twitter. Yeah, because Dr. Goddess decided that um, she would have to hurt a married couple. I'm quoting that. If we didn't come see her. And, uh, you know, they were, you know, it was like, oh, you don't have to go down there. We can hang out. I was like, no, no, um, I'm not getting hurt, dog. So, yeah, because she was serious. You know, um, I'm going to just go see her and just keep everything cool. 
because I don't want to have to be on Twitter a couple of days from now like, hey, what the fuck was y'all? Y'all lied to me. Y'all was up there. Y'all ain't come see us. So I was like, I'm going to see it. And it was cool because I actually did have a good time. And I thought mm-hmm. it was entertaining. Yes, it was. Um, and uh, she, she she introduced us to people as her favorite ratchet couple. So <laughs> that was yeah, interesting. She, yeah, she, she, yeah, she said we had resume names, Rod and Karen. No, that was Eldor. Eldor, yes. I'm saying Dr. Goddess introduced Oh, yeah, Dr. Goddess was like, look, yeah. this is the ratchet podcast. I listen to the black guy who tips. Yeah, it was like, this is my favorite ratchet couple, and uh, which is interesting because, you know, the DNC political stuff, that's not really our circle no. necessarily. So it was kind of odd because we didn't, we were like, we didn't have a home. We didn't have a place, right? Yes. So it's kind of odd because it's like, uh, you know, they're talking all this heavy political stuff. And, you know, me personally, I'm just like, yeah, th- th- this is not what we do. So I'm going to leave this to y'all yes, to talk about. I'll let y'all handle that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that was probably the best way to, uh, introduce us as her favorite ratchet couple. Um, and, uh, it was cool, man, to, um, to watch. And, um, I learned a lot. And, um, uh, Jennifer Daniels, I think was her name. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm messing it up. But she was full of information about Charlotte that yes, I didn't she, even know. Yes. Like that, politically and stuff. Yes, that Charlotte is the, like the, what she said, a ninth largest city in our mayor's part time. Yeah, part time job and that, um, we just elected our first, I think, city council member who's LGBT. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just realized I almost wanted to say LGBWT. <laughs> anyway but um you know that, so that was cool man and i, I learned a lot and uh everybody had different um things to co- uh to contribute and um i enjoyed myself man so yes. that was fun so then uh we get done with that and we go to get something to eat mm-hmm. um and uh because l joy's like hey let's you know i'm hungry i'm like i'm hungry too i eat all day um so we go to picasso's next door sports bar and we eat in there, and uh, we had a cool bartender. Um, I ordered a Coke and rum. He corrected me and said it was a rum and Coke, and immediately apologized. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you don't got to apologize. I fucked up. It's cool. <laughs> like, I, my bad. I meant rum and Coke. The rum is more important than the Coke. You're yes, correct, that sir. That was his thing. If you just give me a Coke, I would be pretty pissed. Um, <laughs> but that dude was pretty cool, man. And um, and we got to see Eljoy at work, kinda. Yes. You know, she knew everybody just about. Just people walking through. Yeah, she walking through. She was like, "I know you. I know you. Yes, I I, I was with you when you was up in New York, and I I, I uh campaigned for you. I was like, wow. It was one of those things where you ever uh, cause you know I'm like most of y'all. I just hear them through my headphones. So I um was messing with uh Elon. I put out a tweet and said, Elon is real. He real, y'all. He real. <laughs> he was like, I am. So it was just cool to watch your joy. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, and she, you know, she was, uh, you know, talking to us and stuff, hanging out, and um, we got to see her, uh, you know, hang, uh, like. Got how she worked her L joyness to get a free drink. Yes, she did. I don't know how she did it, man. I I don't know if yes. this works for all women. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm telling she a secret. She politically strategized that drink. Yeah, but she just told the dude, I don't know what I like. I like uh, such and such, which he didn't, which was not like a special drink, like on um, special. Mm-hmm. So he was like, Well, I can make you a such and such a, a rum runner. If you see if you like that. If you don't like it, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay for it. And he made it, and she drank half. And then he was like, Well, you didn't finish it, so you ain't got to pay for it. I was like, Damn, it worked. 
Yes. L. Dre got that black white woman magic. Yeah. She just makes shit happen. Got us in with our passes. Like, she was good, <laughs> yes, man. Yes, she was. Um, so, yeah, she was, so she was there hanging out and stuff. And I think she was trying to figure a way to work her way into seeing the DNC to see Obama mm-hmm. go speak that night. Um, because they were just shutting shit down. Like, if you had passes to see Obama, it didn't matter. Because once it moved from the uh, Panthers the stadium, stadium to the Bobcast Tower Warner Cable you Arena. You had to have certain credentials to even be And they weren't even accepting all those credentials, I heard. Wow. Like, some, some people had credentials that were supposed to be allowed in, and they were like, no, mm-hmm. we don't accept those anymore. Yeah, they was like, if you ain't delegates, if you ain't, you know, yeah. certain people. They was Donators, like, nope. supporters. Mm-hmm. So, um, she was trying to work something out, I, I'm assuming. And, um... So, uh, like, we're talking to her, and then she's, like, half working on this thing and then half talking to us. Um, and she had to put in a to-go order for Elon and stuff, so that was going on the whole time. And, um, like, you know, it was just cool getting to talk to her and uh, it was. hang out with her. And, uh, you know, like, and it's, it's cool because, you know, at, when you listen to a podcast, like, you have all these suspicions and, like, you know, intimations and things that you're just assuming about people. And, you know, because you put your life out there and then people kind of fill in the blanks with their mm-hmm. assumptions. So it's kind of cool to be on the other side of that and like have things confirmed or or not confirmed and like just kind of just from talking to somebody like oh yeah that is how i think Eljo would have said that or you know this is just like the show and this is you know or this is yes. this is the difference and all that stuff and, so and, and also i think Eljo was excited to see us because she was picking at especially me because she said i never put my picture up yeah so i was like no she mm-hmm. finally doesn't have to think about big uh, <laughs> juicy booties yeah every time she thinks about karen that's so. right um yeah so that was cool man and uh yeah it was cool listening to her and stuff um and uh she yeah like i said she was just constantly working on something like she was just hooked in like her and eli were both took into like the ipad social media yeah, like you know, everything all the time i i knew ipads was popular please don't get me wrong yeah but i never knew how fucking popular ipads was Everybody had this little thing or propped on this little square peg where they was tapping and touching and tapping. I was like, oh, shit, it's like 18 different iPads or uh, tablets around mm-hmm. here. I was like, shit, I want one, but I'm like the used car person. I'm like, you know what? I'm watching them shits go down. Yeah. Also, it was cool, too, because um, part of it is that they are working like this is their this is their segment this is where yes. they're making connections this is where they're, you know elon's putting together a piece for the news and all this stuff mm-hmm. like they're working and then we're just kind of sitting around observing you know and i was letting them know because i've never been on the outside uh, looking in but no. i'm sure this happens when people come to our show and they, they're guests and um especially the in-studio guests i'm working my ass off to get the show going at the last minute and all this shit like everything needs to go right all the technology shit needs to go up something always does go wrong you got to fix that Mm -hmm. you know um so and karen's always like the face she's the friendly person yes she's talking about your day she's getting you a drink she's you know yeah so eljo was kind of yeah eljo was kind of that for us like okay elon's doing some some shit let's go get something to eat you know come watch me do this thing let's talk about this let's do that and um she was really good about it man um and that's a skill that's a like everybody um, don't got that skill yeah so like she um had to go uh back to the hotel for a second or something so we go upstairs and we're hanging out with elon and elon's just frantically working on his news piece like i'm like i have to get and it's like a straight news piece it's not comedy Mm -hmm. it's not 
um you know there's not a this week in blackness it's a straight up mm-hmm. professional news piece and you know elon's doing that thing that we do where we're trying to make something look as professional as possible because you got to fake it till you make it basically i know it's so, so elon, you know and i think people forget like elon doesn't have a camera crew yeah he, he doesn't have an no intern producers. it's right. all him right so it's like you see this shit you take it for granted because it looks just like something from msnbc or something but then you have to think about like wait a minute Elon did all this shit from scratch. He edited yes. himself. Yes. He got all the footage himself. He got, you know, he added all the graphics himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching him go through this process and it's fascinating, you know. It is. And I'm not, um, interrupting him because, mm-hmm. uh, it was one of those I things understand. where I felt a kinship where I'm like, I have done this. Mm-hmm. Like I have put together some shit that should have been some bullshit considering my resources that someone with much more resources uh puts together with many more much more talent much more help much more um time mm-hmm. and it comes out and you can't tell the fucking difference and nope. that is beautiful yes that is and it and it was just cool just to uh watch him work and watch him go and he was like i'm not trying to ignore y'all we was like no 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 like we we completely understood yeah i told him like no don't stop your process mm-hmm. i'm cool with this mm-hmm. and i'm not even watching you i'm on my phone you just do your thing you know and so i watched him do his thing that was cool and um he was just like pressed for time. And, you know, now my parents, when I was a kid, they argue all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I know Eljoy and, and Elon, it's not a romantic relationship, but as a podcast marriage, you know, I saw, I just want to say, I saw everything come before it happened, right? <laughs> I just got to start there. Because I've seen this conversation so many times between my mom and my dad when I was a kid that I was like, mm-mm, this going to end bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Eldred comes back and she's like, can I talk to you in private for a second to Elon? Right. And Elon's like, nope, I'm busy. I'm dialed in right now. I can't step away even for a second. I have to finish this, this, this piece. I have a deadline. I'm over my deadline. I just need to get this thing together. And, uh, Eldred's like, well, I just need to talk to you for a second. He's like, no, uh, just tell me what it is right now in front of everybody. And that's fine. And so Eldred's like, okay, well, when I leave during the, sh- when I'm not there for the show, don't say anything when I'm down there at the at the arena. And Elon just like Cuban B that shit like, up. Oh, I told you to tell me what you want to tell me. You didn't. So fuck it. And I was like, oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> like, this is going to end well. So, you know, we Elon was supposed to do a show at 530 for This Week in Blackness and stuff radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were going to be the guest, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to this floor where we're about to record. And um, to to her credit, man, I think Eldroy took it well when Elon was like, um, yeah, so I need this for this. I need this and I need this set up. I need that set up. She got on it. She was so on that shit. Mm-hmm. Like she went down there and got everybody organized, got everything done. Like this, where he basically needed it so he could walk in and start recording. And she did have it set up that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought was brilliant. It was magnificent. Cause like, as you know, as much as me and Karen work together and stuff, like I pretty much do all the tech shit. So if I told Karen like, all right, I need all the mics set up. I need my mixer down there. I need this. Uh-huh. That, I would just come in the room and be like, why are there just cords on the ground? And where's my mixer? Uh-huh. That's how it would happen. So like when Elon was, when she organized that shit, I was so impressed. Didn't have to ask any questions. Didn't come back. Didn't text him. Didn't was just like, okay, this is what I think he needs. Bam. And she was right. And I like, I respect the shit out of that. Right. Um, so, so we get down and it's all set up and we're just hanging out, um, waiting for Elon to show up. And, um, 
you know and and the thing is there's other people in the room there's people mm-hmm. coming in and out yes it is so it's pretty hectic you know what i mean it's a pretty hectic ex- experience um when um you know you have all these moving parts going around you like we're used to recording in this room there's not some dude from another organization walking around the background picking up something and walking out the door uh-huh. you know there's nobody knocking on the door to come drop something off none of that shit right we're just chilling so um you know we're, we're, we're sitting up here uh about to record and elon comes in and his first thing is like stall i need y'all to stall while you know i get this piece edit it and and, and upload it so i'm like shit we 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 gotta stall I was, right i was like yeah dude. and before this eljoy leaves and takes a laptop to a car or something like that so i'm mm-hmm. like all right, I don't have a docket. Mm-mm. Karen don't got a docket. Mm-mm. But we can talk. I, Elon seems like he hasn't had time to check any type of docket, right? It seems like he has, he's been working on something. He probably hasn't uploaded anything. And Eljoy took a laptop, and so she gone, you know? And I'm thinking, like, this probably means Eljoy's not going to be here for the whole show because she already told him kind of in yes, a roundabout way yes. I might not be here for the show. So I'm like, shit, uh... This is going to be interesting this week in blackness. Ain't it though? You know, it's do- docketless. Um, so, uh, so Elon comes in and he's uploading everything. He's like, all right, let, uh, let's just get started. And uh, you got to stall for me until I get this thing uploaded. And then I'll kind of join in and we'll get the, get the show on the road. And I'm like, all right, sounds good to me. You know, me and Karen are no uh, strangers to freestyling it. Ah, uh, yes. I was like, hey, we do pre one most of folks come in out of his music and shit. Yes. Yeah, there's no problem to us. Mm-mm. Um, so we he just hits presses play and uh or hits the uh live button basically, yep. and, and uh, you had to be there. Yeah, we start talking, and it's live. You know, suddenly at five forty five or something like that, we are just we live. are live and, and talking. me and Roger just randomly talk. Yeah, we had, you know, conversation with Eljoy. Oh, we had a good conversation time. with Elon. And right around then is, and this is probably going to be, end up being my favorite, uh, after black or this week in blackness, if it ever gets uploaded yes. ever, because we got to see drama live on the air. And, yes. uh, and, uh, it, it felt good because like, mm, wherever the black guy tips goes, hmm, we do have the best podcast of those series. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we used to working live. I'm like, this is surely something that has never happened before live on the show. Um, so, uh, Elon is finishing his piece when he starts getting the realization that Eljoy is about to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Like, El, Eljoy has somebody stop by, I think maybe handing off a ticket or something like that, or credentials. Uh, oh, shout out. We got the, I got to see Kevin Powell from the real world. Yes. Not sure how, uh, I guess he's trying to be a politician now. Not sure how, uh, you know, how, uh, cool it is to say he's from the real world or not. I didn't say anything to him. Me. But that's he what is. I wanted to say is like, yes. oh, nigga, you, you was on the real world. Back when they had real jobs and it was the real world and you couldn't argue because you had to go to work and shit. That's right. Right. <laughs> like, it's the real, real world. It wasn't just MTV paying for you to get drunk mm-hmm. and not, and isolating you from TV. That's right. Um, true story. So, uh, ah! so we got to see Kevin Powell or whatever. So he came in and this, and this is all while we're live on the air. So like, there's no interruption for me and Karen. We're just talking. Mm-hmm. Right. This, like, keep in mind, like, cause, like we we have uh, like there's times where like i said i do the show i never feel proud of the show i never know what it's gonna be until people start giving us feedback yes when i see people live tweeting the show when i see people laughing and stuff i go okay okay we did a good job the show was funny every fucking time seriously 
if there's if you've ever been on twitter and be like would it be annoying to say to rod that he said this thing and i thought it was funny no, no it would never no. be annoying and hit me it'll up always too. be yes, cool yeah because i'm always like the show is shit every fucking time so um you know we're in here and you know like i said i always feel like our show is shit but i felt like we should have got some type of medal <laughs> or like some type of achievement points for our performance on uh on twib that day because we freestyled everything and shit was falling apart around us right so you got like l joy actively planning to leave in a few minutes and elon slowly realizing that uh she's not joking she's about to leave and i guess elon felt some kind of way about that because he could have went to the dnc but he was like if l joy can't go i'm not gonna go so i'm declining my ticket i'm gonna stay here do the show work on my piece and uh you know because l joy can't go and then l joy got a ticket and she was like i'm out nigga peace <laughs> I gotta go see Obama. All right. I was like, I ain't Obama shit. Yeah, I I, I wasn't even mad at her because I was like, mm, well, this this does happen once every four years. Yes. So and I look like y'all give me a ticket to go to see Obama. I'm out. Yeah. So Elon was hot, but Elon was working so hard on finishing his video piece, it was funny watching him melt down because he couldn't be. But so mad yes, because he had to stay focused. Yeah, he couldn't access that part of his rage that he wanted to because at the end of the day, he still had to work. So now he's doing a live podcast. He's editing this thing. His co-host is leaving him. He's realizing he doesn't have a docket. We don't even know what the fuck we're doing. Karen and I are just being ratchet. Yes. At this point, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm making jokes trolling Elon. I'm making jokes trolling L Joy. And then he fucked around and he was like, we're going to do the This Weekend Blackness first. I was like, oh shit, we can cuss now. No, he said we're going to do After, after Black, Black first. first. I was like, oh shit, it is on and cracking. And yeah. I told him. We did 20 minutes not cursing, by the way. Yes, also, we did. Also pat on the back ah uh, yes big time pat on the back because <laughs> i was like i'm not sure which brush we do when i won't be cussing and him have to edit shit out right and uh when he said we were doing after that i was like fuck that son yeah it's time to curse up a storm yeah we was cursing our ass off man but uh anyway man if it ever gets uploaded check yeah. it out because there was so much oh we had so on. much fun and and, and the, the funny part about it, i told uh elon and i meant this i say your fans are going to burn your feedback down after they hear this. Yeah, the good news is we don't have to deal with any of the aftermath of people oh, yes. who don't like that show. Uh, thank like, that that's, that's not the most political show. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we brought the Homeless or Assholes Doctrine yes. to, to a podcast that probably does not support that. Uh, so, um, yeah, we it was fun, and uh, we had a great time. And then we hung out with Elon a few hours later. Talk, just shooting the, the podcasters like shit, you know, private shit, but it was cool listening to him talk about, yes, it was. you know, podcasting and like the different challenges that he's faced, that we faced and yes. the whole, you know, being able to relate and, uh, it sounded yeah. sound like he needed a podcasting friend to vent to. Yeah. And being able to understand and people that don't podcast, a lot of a lot of times they take for granted what podcasters do and what they have to go through. Yeah, so I thought that was cool, man. And listen to how he did his whole setup and like how he's, you know, managed to turn his like apartment into a studio kind of mm-hmm. and stuff like that is just um just I mean he's a, he's he's a it is ingenious how he has set things up to yes, be to look so professional. Very. Um while still maintaining uh, you know, being Elon and shit. That that yep. like you got to respect that. Um and you know, also just the idea 
and this is something that I've always struggled with. Well, not struggled with, fought against. Uh, the entitlement of fans and how they want to take off your show and yep. shit and like how they want to change you and like the criticisms and stuff. So it was cool talking to another podcast because you really don't get to vent about that shit no, often. You don't. Because you know, who would you be venting to? Your fans who support you and shit? Like, so it, it was cool listening to him, um, break that shit down, man. And, uh, yeah, I had a great time. I only wish that we could have saw Aaron, man. That's my man. Yes, and, uh, I hit him it. up, and I was like, man, we miss Aaron. Yeah, and I saw you tweeted something like, uh, he didn't care how he had to do it, uh, but he would be there next time something like this popped off, well, whether it's by Paragon or Renegade. Uh, <laughs> for, my, for my Mass Effect fans. Uh, and I told uh, I told Aaron that uh, we got fired from the Idea Crew, too. So shout, yeah, out, well, shout out to Aaron. Because Karen volunteered us to be fired, which <laughs> she just wanted to be in the club. Yes. Um, so also, you know, while we were off the air, we celebrated our 10, ten year anniversary. We did. Which apparently is the gang sign anniversary. Oh, what you mean gang sign? Cause we went, we were, we had a plan to go out to a nice restaurant and stuff. Oh, okay. And, uh, first of all, first of all, um, uh, I had a fantasy football draft. Oh, God. Right? I had a fantasy football draft, so I was yes. like, yes. And, and, and I had plans like, okay, they'll be over by this time, then me and Karen could go out, right? Mm-hmm. And these niggas are taking forever. And there's nothing worse than a fantasy football draft when someone's taking forever on an obvious pick and you know who the fuck they're going to pick and they're still being like, oh, I don't know. See, that's why you need a timer like the ESPN. It's been like two minutes, three minutes, nigga. Get on or we yeah. going to pick for you. That's why I started doing that thing where I just start telling people who the fuck they're going to pick to make them have to pick them. I'm just like. A waste of time, yes. Like, even if I come up with a better pick, I'm like, just fucking move on. Like, look, so you, you gotta go Steve Smith here. Everybody knows you're a Carolina Panthers fan and you love Steve Smith. And if you don't get him, I'm gonna get him, so just get Steve Smith. And it's like, oh, alright, I'll get Steve Smith. I'm like, yeah, so why did you wait the, the 10 extra minutes between when I told you you were getting him, then going to the board? Yes. So that was annoying as shit. Uh, so everybody's taking too long, and I'm like, oh, whatever, so. Um, I guess Eljoy's trying to get up with us, so Karen's like, yeah, I might go out with Eljoy, go to this restaurant. I'm like, uh, that's cool. If I don't make it back, I understand. Uh, you don't want to have an anniversary dinner with your husband of 10 years. No problem. <laughs> I mean, fuck you, me. You who am I? fantasy footballing, sir. Yeah, fuck me. Who am I? So, uh, Karen, uh, decides to go with Eljoy and stuff. And, um, so, I, you know, I'm, a, and then, like, our draft started wrapping up, and then Karen tells me what restaurant they're going to. We, I can kind of, like, meet them out there, but she's gonna be late, so it's like, they might be done eating or whatever, but I think she just more wanted to meet Eljoy and stuff. Yes. Um, but I'm like, so I saw the restaurant, and I was like, I never heard of this place. Me either. It's in Charlotte, but I never heard of it. So I'm like, let me check online, see what the menu is, see what the prices are. That shit was kind of expensive, dog. I did not realize that. Karen's just gonna go out there and I guess write a check or wash dishes. <laughs> and no, and I no, and I didn't realize it was similar to Ruth Chris. I don't know if anybody ever knew yeah. Ruth Chris, where it's like, yeah, it's twenty five ninety five, but your mashed potatoes is ten ninety nine, right? And your bread is eight ninety nine, right? Plus your drink is seventeen ninety nine. And he told me that I was like, "Oh shit, I, I did not know. I'm I'm sorry. Like, I, I just I didn't looked plan at the, on spending a hundred dollars on a fucking meal. Right. I just did a little research, you know, just Google, and I uh, saw the menu, and it was like, yeah, uh, you can order a steak, and it's twenty dollars. Like that ain't bad. Twenty dollars steak. I mean, it's the cheapest steak, but okay, uh, you get twenty dollars flank, flank steak. Uh, if you like a side of with that, that's uh, ten dollars. Like, wait a minute. 
I, so I, I get this. a steak. <laughs> I don't get nothing but a fucking steak. steak. That's it, son. Oh, it's one of those places. Yeah, yeah. you had to explain it to me. I was like, oh shit, my bad. I, was I like, didn't yeah. know. Tell Eljoy we can't make that because you know for them it's vacation and it's yeah. also work. Yeah. So like you know they can write off stuff. Yeah. They can go to these places. Places. I'm more of a hey, you came to Charlotte. Let's go to Crazy Fish. We won't go broke. It's eclectic. It's a nice place, and we'll have a good time. But it's not too stuffy. It's run by hippies and shit. But it's one of those things where, like, I'll go to that place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll go to, I'll take you out um, to, let's go to a pizza place or something. Like, because to me, I'm just thinking it's, like, going to Picasso's with Eljoy to me is fine. Because, like, hey, let's just get some wings and hang out. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, if she would have said, let's go to, uh, you know, um, what, what, Brio or something like that, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. See, I have a I have a budget, and uh, yes, I do. I get paid every two weeks, so I did not budget for uh, this, and uh, it is it is your vacation, so you should totally enjoy that. Yes, you may even be able to write it off as work expense, mm-hmm. like all kinds of stuff. I can't. Yeah, I know. One day we'll be able to write that shit yeah. off as work it's expense, just, but right now it's yeah. expense. It's just two hundred dollars that's gone. Yeah, yes. it's just expense. <laughs> that's right. So, um, so I was like, uh, nah, we're you know, let's just wait. I'll come home. We'll go out. So I come home and it's like, cool, let's go out. And I'm like, all right, let's uh, go somewhere a little bit nicer than we probably would normally go and uh, just go to this Italian restaurant. So we go to this Italian restaurant and um, I miss my turn in the like little uh, strip mall area that it's in. And so I go to do a U-turn, right? Mm-hmm. Turn to this parking lot. And I do a U-turn and this dude throws up a game sign. Yes, he does. Scared the shit out of me. I thought, what the fuck? It's 10 o'clock at night. Yes, it is. I don't know why a gang sign is being thrown up to a random car at 10 o'clock at night. Like, I guess he thought we was dropping off his drugs and we was black. No, sir. I looked at Ross like, you better put your foot on that She did not look at me like that. Well, she get did. get us the fuck out of here. This is what really happened, y'all. Uh, I said... Uh, do you still want to eat here? Cause no. I'm not sure I'm cool with random gang signs being thrown around uh, at my anniversary dinner. Like I actually mm-hmm. I do not mind uh, stepping down a little bit. I want to be eleventh anniversary, sir. Right, <laughs> right. Fuck that. So we were like, let's just go to Bricks, and uh, it was late at night, so they had like half off of everything. So yeah, our spe- our anniversary dinner not that special, but we still alive. I know so. <laughs> Shit, what's the point of spending a hundred dollars and you dead? Yeah, who throws up random gang signs like with- just out the blue? He was just walking around, and I look, and at first, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm far from being gangster. So I looked, I was like, what the fuck is is that gang signs? Yeah, and the only reason why I know that is what what is that that um, uh, that old school movie about the gangsters? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Um. About gangsters? Not gangsters, but uh, they covered like uh, Crips and Bloods, and they they talked about in, in Arkansas. What is? Oh, that? oh, banging in Little Rock. Yeah, that's about the closest that I know anything about gang signs. So I was kind of confused looking at him, like, oh shit, that's not sign language, it's gang signs. Okay, time to go. Yeah. yeah, now wouldn't it be funny though if he was just mute or deaf or something? Oh well, I, I'm, I'm sorry, he'd have been nah. on his own that day. Oh no, nah, I'm pretty sure the way he was walking that was a gang sign. I was like, oh, I'm out, peace. Mm-hmm. That's not my racism acting up. No. That shit would look like a gang sign, dog. Yes. Um, I wouldn't matter what color he was. 
yeah so we had our 10 year anniversary in bricks pizza with half off pizzas and half off appetizers oh, and uh good. sitting next to some dude who was obviously there for the dnc yeah talking shit about republicans the and, whole and you know what it was refreshing because he was an old white man shitting on was, republicans and he was hot to y'all he had his and the funny part i don't think it was like him and like uh, old another older man and lady and look here i felt bad for look here look here didn't give a fuck what was going on but the, the but the adults was just the talking and honey he he sound he sounded he did sound like an old black man he was just sitting there going well fuck them and i don't know what they're talking about and rhyming this i was like oh he's taking yeah. this seriously and in there. the in the south you never see that that's that's the Ever. thing so it was just cool like i was like i hope that can the dnc stay can y'all just stay down here for a while? Because it's not like the city is overtly uh, racist and, and like it's pretty middle of the road. Yes. Pretty moderate. But I don't ever run. I, the only people I run into that are extreme are either extremely conservative or or that's it. I, yes. I don't run into extreme Democrats in Charlotte talking loudly over dinner and told the whole restaurant yeah, all, all over the music all over the games he didn't give a shit what was happening yeah so <laughs> i enjoyed the fuck out of that man um all right so another thing oh oh, oh go ahead Karen. one more thing i want to say i want to say shout out to crazy fish went to crazy fish yesterday i think the cooks was picking the music the only black music i heard from justin timberlake because they, they was rocking in there yesterday now i know that's off topic but i had to say shout out to crazy fish yeah um all right, so uh, another thing, too, mm-hmm. um, that I want to talk about, uh, and I talked about this a little bit on Where's My 40 Acres. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the, um, uh, well, actually, yeah, do you feel like the illegal downloading changed the definition of a fan? Like, like I feel like back in the day, to say you were a fan, it meant that you spent money. Mm-hmm. And you had sweat equity invested into your artist. Mm-hmm. But now, I don't think it means that anymore. No, like, it does not. I think, like, being a fan of Big Crit now means, like, yeah, I have um, all your free music. And I downloaded your album for free. But even though you have uh, 280,000 uh, followers on Twitter, you're not going to sell that many records. Because I'm not going to buy your shit I'm a fan, but I would never pay for your shit. I I I I think it stems from a lot of different things. I think a lot. No, of- I, I just want to know. Do you think the definition of a fan has changed in that way? Like, do people call themselves fans now and just not buy, spend any money on your shit? Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, and do you feel like it was different back in our day? You think it was the same? It was different back in the day because we didn't have a choice. If you wanted mm. shit, you had to purchase it. Like, this is before downloading was simple. So unless you was an IT geek nerd, there was no fucking way you was downloading. As time went on and computers got smarter and it became simpler and quicker and faster and it became uh, more uh, open to the public to download, people began to do that. And also, uh, to an extent, the, the uh, music industry, my personal opinion, uh, the big labels hurt the music industries and the artists by when downloading first started happening by nipping it in the bud. They should have immediately started saying, hey, versus trying to learn all this fancy stuff, he, you know, pay 50 cent or 99 cent for you know before iTunes but you know for yeah. iTunes and, and, and put like this you have to condition people to pay once people are conditioned for free people do not want to pay and that's just common sense well you used to get bootleg you used to copy someone's tape but even with the stuff bo- like that even, too even with bootleg you still pay for something 
you know, even with the bootleg, you paid for the bootleggers disc. Right. Like you, you had a physical item, but with everything, with the internet, everything is instant. Everything is digital. And I think when you go digital, if you want people to pay for digital, you, I, I, they messed up when they did not groom America's Americans to pay. What? Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with that. I just think that, um, even still, like, I don't know. Well, I guess my question is, were people calling themselves fans then of people that they just stole their shit? You know what? I, I just I, wonder. I, I, I think they were, mm-hmm. but because we didn't have the social media and, and all these places where people can kind of keep quote unquote a track of their fans, yeah. these people were out there, but they weren't in big numbers. Years ago, when people said, I'm a fan, they literally had your shit. Like, they, yeah. I had a CD. I, I guess that's what, that's what I'm saying is like, I see people like say on Twitter that say I'm a fan of this artist. I'm a fan of Nas, and then Nas doesn't doesn't move. He doesn't even go platinum. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how the fuck are you a fan though? Because like, there's more. Like you're not you're not really about to spend any money. No, you you you're not. And and the thing is that, like you said, the definition of fan has changed. Yeah. The definition of, and I think sometimes the definition of fan means like now. And I don't think people. Yeah, cause, I think yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah, is. When, 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 it's like I'm a fan. Yeah. Of, I'm a fan. Like I'm a fan of a Facebook page. Yes. It didn't cost me anything. It didn't take anything yes. but a, a click. And now I'm enjoying this shit for free. But I'm not actually Trying, about to invest no, anything in you because I don't see to the, continue your, uh, your success. Yes, like your craft. Like I enjoy you, but I don't actually give a fuck about if you continue to make good music or whatever because i'm not gonna put in on this so i'm a fan and it's like okay well you're gonna um you gonna buy my album so i can keep getting studio time and shit oh no 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 no, no. i'm just a fan yeah and and and, <laughs> and, and also the, the thing about it is the between like and love and you right. know uh back in the day when you were a fan especially like we talked about before with brandon down here in north carolina it was a lot of shit that was not easy to find. I think when you make stuff so accessible to people where people can go find stuff instantly, you, 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 you condition them to think differently about music. And I think sometimes, uh, people in the music industry a lot of times get shitted on just for the simple fact that the, the big, um, record labels make the money, but the artists don't really make a lot of money. People, yeah, just because you see them touring, just because you see them making videos, it don't mean they rich and it don't mean they make a lot of money. And yeah. the thing is that as a fan, if you don't pay to keep them on who the fuck is paying to keep them on all right a couple quick random thoughts one um i was um <laughs> uh, I, I we were driving down the highway to go to the dnc mm-hmm. and i saw a billboard sign for steve harvey i guess he has a new oh, talk show that same billboard uh, uh he's gonna be having a morning uh daily talk show on tv and uh all i was thinking was uh bring back the atheist that's all it was Bring him back. Uh, is it too late? Y'all guys still, I don't care. Pick on people's religion. I don't give a fuck. It's better than Steve Harvey. Um, and then, uh, the other thing and I was AP thinking. suit. Yeah, all the buttons were, were barely fitting on the page. It was just, uh, the billboard wasn't big enough. <laughs> and the other thing too is I was thinking about the, I've been reading this book, Ready Player One, mm-hmm. and it's really like an ode to the 80s and video games and pop culture from the 80s. And I was thinking, man, I missed the video game arcade experience. Yeah, because me and you were big time in there. Like, the first time I played Crazy Taxi before it ever came to a console, what made me fall in love with Crazy Taxi. We went to almost like Concord Mills Mall, and they yeah. had like an arcade, and 
me and Roger was in there and you literally got into a fucking taxi. Yeah. Ha ha ha. And away we go. Yes. And the car bounced and all, and, and all that shit. Oh, that game was so, and I loved it instantly because it was so racist. Yes. What a racist game. Ass game. Yes. Every black person wanted to go to the music store, yes. KFC chicken. Yeah. They talk stereotypically Every black. Every person wanted to go to the Chinese store. Yes. Like, oh, you take me in the Chinese? It's like, like man. I'm on that, bitch. Yeah, this shit I'm was racist. I, I enjoyed the fuck out of that racist yeah, ass game. Yeah, still do. Yeah, got it on my Xbox. I love me some racist uh, crazy taxi. Taxi, yes. And, and Should then, be called racist taxi. <laughs> and then don't piss them off. Them niggas will jump at your car and commit suicide. Yeah, the only black person in the game is that's a character is BD Joe, who's just a, a dude that likes to sit around being lazy smoking weed. And his cab is the slowest. Ah! It is just fucking slow as night. Yeah, it makes sense, guys. It makes sense. Anyway, um, but I was thinking like I missed the arcade experience, and it's kind of sad that kids now won't be able to get that experience anymore. No, it's uh, you know arcades are like dinosaurs. Them shits is ancient. Like it's hard to find a functioning arcade nowadays. Yeah, and like where are kids supposed to go to experience wasting quarters, playing games, standing up, yeah, and getting molested, like. Ah! What you gotta do to join the Boy Scouts or I go never, to I never be an altar boy now? I never got molested, sir. You gotta go. Uh, you gotta go to Penn State and be a recruit. To, I, now, like I guess so. It's not the same, okay? Yeah, without the promise of uh, I, you know video what? games, like what's the point of molestation anymore? I, be, I bet you them poor pedophiles sit outside and start crying a tear every time arcade closed. Yeah, it's like one less place to get on these little kids. I can't believe they shutting down the last arcade in town. We got to go two towns over, guys. All right, man. So uh, let's talk about some articles and stuff and do some guess the race. Uh, we got about a little over 30 minutes, about 40 minutes. Let's do this. And let's do this, son. First of all, this story didn't get much coverage in DNC, but I found it to be the funniest story. Um, kind of like that peanut story at the RNC where the apparently took a couple people through peanuts at a black camera woman. And that shit just got uh, completely uh, Cuban beat. Yeah, the local media was like, ooh, protest. The national media was like, fuck that. So apparently Charlotte, North Carolina protesters outside the Democratic National Convention on Tuesday got into a shouting match with an Obama supporter who got behind the police lines and told the demonstrators they were assholes, quote unquote, and other other more racially charged epithets. Um, I'm going to put this in the chat room because I I find this, this picture of this guy. To be fucking hilarious, dog. Um, but but it, it it was so it was so funny to me uh, what he looked like. Um, but it's an old black man, right? Chilling. So his name is Joseph Smith. He said, "Barack is your president. He is your leader." Smith, who wore a basketball jersey with Obama on the back. <laughs> That's such an old black man move. And on the front, it has a uh, a flag pendant too, like a, a flag uh, square too. That's uh, sewed on there. Um, and uh, let's say he's in town because his wife is a California delegate, and the couple are from Port Hunimi or Hunim, California. And protesters shouted back, "I don't have a leader," and that sounds like some Occupy shit to me, right? Occupy Wall Street. I don't have a leader. Uh, Another protester shouted at Smith, if you voted for Obama, you voted for all civilians to die. Right? This is why I don't like Occupy people, by the way. Like, this, the collection of just pure ridiculousness there and the lack of focus. Fuck those guys. Fuck them. Yeah, I said it. Fuck them. 
a scrum formed around Smith as he continued to engage the protesters, calling them assholes repeatedly. He singled out two young male protesters and said to them, we've always had house niggas. There's two of them right there. <laughs> That's some old black man shit. Like he, he went old and black on him real quick. He looked at him like, y'all didn't know I was old and black? The men appeared to laugh it off, and Smith left shortly afterwards. A group of roughly 150 protesters had gathered on the intersection of South Caldwell and Stonewall Street, Stonewall Streets, a short walk away from the convention center. Police formed three layers, keeping them from moving any closer to the convention, but the protesters were seen and heard by many attendees, which wasn't the case in spread out Tampa. So I guess in Tampa, RNC oh, kept them oh, further away. Tampa, they kept it, they kept their asses. Far away, they put them out there with a crocodile. They're like, "Fuck that!" We let y'all get eight, but we let y'all come up here and fuck up, fuck, fuck up. What we doing? Uh, the group included a number of occupiers from New York, some of the same ones who made it to Tampa for the RNC. So, oh, them niggas is traveling. Yeah. Now, apparently, though, what I read later in this article, they lost a lot of people um, moving from the RNC to the DNC. Like, there were people that came out for the RNC, and it was like, "All right, now let's take a bus up to the DNC." It was like, "Uh, no, nah, I'm good." I actually don't hate Obama, so. Uh, Anthony, yeah, they was like, no. They lost them. They lose them. Them niggas went home. Yeah, they say 80 to 90 New Yorkers made the trip from Tampa to Charlotte. Uh, you know how New Yorkers come down here, the Yankees fucking up shit. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Robledo said that uh, they could only get one bus for the trip. He said, which was provided by the union. When they asked him what union, he said it was the United Federation of Teachers. The UFT spokeswoman in Charlotte did not return a request for comments. So I guess uh, the UFT don't even want to be associated with them. No. Uh, there's a bunch of Ron Paul people there, apparently. Um, but most people are more to the left. Um, and they said, uh, you got those that want to reform. You got those that want to abolish the state. As far as a group of people there that were all for anarchy and the um and and for occupy and uh this is like i just laugh at these niggas there's a picture in this article of two people laying on the ground Ground. with the protesters side on top of them taking a nap and i'm like that's the problem with occupy that is why i can't fuck with y'all you really just laying on the ground really dog that's your protest that's your statement for the world to hear is how y'all fucking chilling laying on the ground Nah, man. Fuck that. All right. Other news. Apparently, uh, Seal, Uh-oh. the singer, uh, everybody knows that he was married to Heidi Klum, and mm-hmm. people have always continuously given him props throughout the throughout his lifetime for being an ugly man that got a fine ass supermodel to be his wife. Yes, sir. Well, apparently things aren't so happy in Hollywood, my friend. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey man, I want to ask you, man, how do you feel about Heidi um, dating uh, Martin Martin, the bodyguard? So apparently, Heidi Klum broke up with him, and she's dating Martin Kristen, who was her bodyguard during the marriage. Wow. Yeah, yeah. let's see if we can tell some, what this audio is saying. Let's see. Look, boys, um, you know, that's what happens when two people separate. They move on, and that generally means other people in their lives, you know. Um, and I certainly don't expect Heidi to all of a sudden become a nun. Um, but as always, my my main priority is the emotional well-being of our children. And to be quite honest, you know, if there is going to be somebody else in their, in their lives, I'd much rather it was a familiar face. I guess uh, 
I guess the only thing I, I, I would have preferred is that if uh, I would have thought, you know, whilst I didn't expect any better from him, um, I would have thought Heidi would have shot a little bit more class and at least waited until we separated first before deciding to uh, fornicate with the help, as it were. But you know, but I guess you all now have the answer that you've been looking for for the past seven months. Well, so, damn, sir. Here's what's funny. You know that he knows they want him to say something salacious, right? Mm-hmm. He's obviously avoiding them. He's in the airport. They just yeah. tracked him down. He could have kept walking. This is how much divorce hurts. He had to say that extra shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have just been like, look, it's none of your business. I'm out. But he was like, uh, yeah, she could have waited till we were separated to start fucking this dude. But uh, other than that, I just want our kids to be good. All right. I'm out. Like, it was just like he had to drop that ether on her. This is funny, man. So, yeah, uh, everybody talks about even ugly people can get fine women. Apparently not. Apparently not. Ah! Um, this is funny. Uh, Lupe Fiasco is retiring. Oh, Lupe. Yeah, he's retiring. And uh, and I just want to say for the record, I've been getting on Lupe for a while now, because especially since that Obama shit, I do feel like he's a fire starter. I do feel like he's overly emotional and very mm-hmm. sensitive. Yes. But to a certain extent, I respect him because it is from a consistent place. It is. He's always been this way. He's he hasn't yes, changed. Yes. Uh, to be quite honest, he's kind of like an Occupy rapper. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah it's like, all of a sudden, the spotlight got on him. It's, oh, this nigga talking crazy. Well, he been yeah. over I remember, I do remember American Terrorist on the first album and yes, stuff like little that. Little Soldier. Yeah. I mean, Little Weapon. I'm little sorry. Little Weapon, yeah. So this is a guy that's always kind of been, um, you know, someone who wore his emotions on the sleeve. And uh, recently, people were kind of laughing on him or picking on him or whatever because he cried during an interview when they showed, like, old footage from... Uh, him coming up and he noticed in the pictures all those people in that footage were dead they were his friends and they died through the, all the violence going on in chicago and uh you know people had something to say about that and it's like you know what i actually don't have anything to say that's some real shit i know it's so you lost some friends dog and um this and so he got into a twitter spat with chief keith because he said some stuff uh in the interview about how um chief keith he looks at him and it scares him you know um and people are like what you know and so and he explained it but it doesn't matter like he says let's see with some concern for the alarming and increased murder rate in his hometown lupe admitted that he wasn't a huge fan of the message in keith's music chief keith scares me lupe said in an interview with baltimore's 92q not him specifically but just the culture that he represents the murder rate in chicago is skyrocketing and you see who's doing it and perpetrating it they all look like chief keith when it comes to that point to the point you know that kids who are doing the killings and the kids are 13 to 19 years old and you can replicate that in new orleans you can replicate that replicate that in in oakland all the kids look the same um and, you know, typically, like I said, I'm not one who buys into the whole, like, well, rap makes people do this. Mm-mm. But I do understand his point, which I is, too. yeah, you're glorifying some real fucking violence that is happening. And it is scary. You know what I mean? That, that you would seek to profit off of the idea that people are going out killing each other. You know what I mean? That That is fucked up. Like, that's, like the murder rate in Chicago is real shit. Yeah, I know it's so. Them real people. Right. So, like, you just going out and making a song or trying to, like, emulate that lifestyle to make a profit is fucked up. 
So apparently Chief Keith uh, went to Twitter and directed a, a message towards Lupe. Lupe he says, Lupe Fiasco is a whole ass nigga. And when I see him, spell wrong, win, W-E-N. Ah. And when I see him, I'm going to smack him like the little bitch he is, pound 300. He wrote, the tweet set off a five-storm reaction and tweets that now seem to be deleted from Lupe's timeline, but can be seen retweeted on Chief Keith's account because he's basically doing this for attention. Mm-hmm. The food and liquor rapper tried to make peace right into his younger peer. I can't go for that, Chief Keith, and I can't let people I love, including you, my nigga, go for that either. We kings, not fucking savages and goons. I love you, little bruh, Chief Keith. I really, really do from the bottom of my fucking heart. I know that street shit like the back of my hand. Um, so they exchanged some tweets or whatever. Um, and Lupe, they said at the end, seemed to be defeated by all by saying, my father, I have spoken the truth to them, yet it has only made my life in this world more trouble. So I guess he's tweeting to God. Should have said at God. Uh, <laughs> I can bear this no longer. I have spoken peace only to receive vitriol and malice in return. My brother seeks destruction. My sister seeks attention passed to nothingness. I die for them, but they probably spit on my grave. I still will die for them. Just bury me in a place far from their reach. Amen. Um, so after that, uh, he basically said, uh, yeah, I'm about to retire and, uh, says, um, let's see what he says here. This album will probably be my last. Now, which is not a surprise to me because he said his last album was going to be L-U-P-N, which would be his like third or fourth album or something. Yep, was going to be his last one, did Yeah, so it yep. kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he said he always wanted to go back to writing. So he says, this album will probably be my last. It's been a pleasure to have all my fans provide so much love and inspiration for me and my family. But my heart is broken and I see no comfort further along this path. Oh, only more pain. I cannot participate any longer in this. My first true love was literature, so I will return to that. Lupe Fiasco ends here. Um, so yeah, which is kind of funny because, uh, you know, he's always said that he's going to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's funny that the album is named food and liquor too. Cause his label won't let him name it. L U P N. That's, that's funny. Wow. Yeah. The blow with chief Keith comes, comes a few weeks after he, you know, broke down the tears and all that stuff. Um, uh, and then later on, chief Keith said his account was hacked, which I guess is his way of saying like, Oh, the beef is over. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it wasn't really me because everybody gets hacked. How how come I know all these people that get hacked that are famous when they say something fucked up? But I don't know any regular people that get hacked. No normal people. Yeah. Yeah. How come nobody? How come uh, just like uh, feminist Jones will just start tweeting like, you know what? Actually, all women are bitches and fuck them and um, they, I, I, they should not make as much money as mm-hmm. men and um, we are not equal. I'm actually pro. Uh, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, pro-life now like how come that person doesn't get hacked it's always like some celebrity says something completely fucked up it's like i got hacked y'all <laughs> like all right but yeah man uh lupe uh it's possibly ending his career man hopefully it's just drop dr- dramatic but uh we'll see all right here's another article some, something happened in the news that i take very seriously um Uh-oh. and uh i think everybody should be made aware of it so a block go. of pink flamingos taking flight from Mansfield, but the owner is frustrated and says someone is playing a prank on him. About a half of the flock remained in that homeowner's front lawn. Well, he wants the person or people who took them to bring them back. Krista Belkamp is in Mansfield with more on the puzzle involving those pink plastic birds. Oh, Kim and Reed, this takes lawn ornaments to a whole new level. Check it out. We have a pink flamingo 
teeing off here, golfing right at the first hole where I'm standing. And behind me, we've got a caddy over here. So the retiree who owns this home has set up these really creative and unique displays for four years. But just this summer, a rash Baby, they said I can't hear it. So now he's going to have to use his own detective skills. Wait, they can't hear it at all? Yeah, this, uh, people say, can you turn the volume up? Oh, I can turn it up. Yeah, no problem. Okay, no problem. I got y'all. Yeah, I thought they meant they couldn't hear it at all. Hold on. Let's see if this works. To get to the bottom of it. Sometimes he has them wearing the green or graduating, even pulling Santa's sleigh. That's why people flock from all over to see Art O'Neill's front yard flamingos in Mansfield. People drive by. They love it. The neighborhood loves it. It started as a joke and turned into a post-retirement hobby. Now a costly endeavor for the 68-year-old who says he's had 40 of his flamingos stolen. Only one came with a ransom note. Basically what it said, if you want to see Arturo and your friends again, please call this number. Uh Uh-oh. What'd you think of that? I thought, okay, not bad, guys. Art says thieves started swiping his flamingos in May, even from this Christmas in July display. But that time, he said, he captured these images of the two people he says took off with all but two. The young people, and they think it's a joke. <laughs> Fine. Art says he doesn't harbor any ill will, but just wants his birds to return to the flock. Come to Daddy. Uh-huh. I'll do it up to a certain point. But eventually I will give up and say, you won, guys. And no one around here really wants to see that happen. You know, Art says he believes that someone's taking these as a publicity stunt. He also says that police have been by to take reports on this, but he says he doesn't hold it against them that they have better, more important things to do in this town than track down his lost birds. All right. So, chat room. Guess the race of Arthur O'Neill, the owner of the Penguins. That's right. It's guess the race time, people. And only the chat room is playing. And we only got six people in here today, so the early show, uh, it will probably won't be too many guesses. I know, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, Arthur O'Neill, Penguin uh, display maker, had a stove. Yeah, what in the mugs? Cockazoid, says Sigu. I like the uh, ransom note they sent him, too. Uh, yeah. Super Toast Crunch they White. They not even real birds. Super Toast Crunch White says Evo. Cheese loving RNC attending cracker. Correct answer ah. is white. He was yes. a white man. Uh, all right, let's see what the next one is. Oh, this is not guess the race. It's just interesting. Apparently, there's been a mysterious home sound going around uh, the Seattle mm-hmm. uh, for the past few days, and people can't figure out what it is. It's fish. They humming. Fish, yeah. Um, it sounds like the the fish are looking for a mate, and like the hum is somehow connected to their mating stuff. Oh, so it's like a group of them just humming at the same time. <laughs> I don't. I guess so. It's kind of like I guess yes. crickets chirp. Um, yes. Fish hum. Wow. Yeah. The midshipman fish is being blamed for irritating hum in West Seattle. I guess this is why they killed themselves so much up there. Um. Yeah. But wow, I just thought that was a crazy. To read that that happened. All right, back to guess the race, guys. All right, here we go. Hope you can hear this one. Two men appear in court charged with using an attack dog as a weapon against a teenager. Tonight, the reason the dog's owner is blaming the victim. 
WISN 12 News first brought you this story last night here at 6. Joel Kennedy is accused of hanging his son by a dog leash and watching as the teen was attacked by a dog owned by Richard Lisco. New at 6 tonight. What? WISN 12 News. Colleen Henry reports from Fond du Lac. The dog's owner says the teen is at fault. Dog owner Richard Lisco appeared by closed circuit television, seated in a wheelchair to face charges he used his dog to attack a teenager he suspected of stealing. I was dripping blood everywhere, all over the place, and I kept thinking, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to me? Joel Kennedy Jr. told 12 News his own dad tied a leather dog leash around his ankles and hung him from a porch beam at Lisco's home. Mm. And his dad watched as Lisco ordered his dog, Bubba, to attack. Prosecutors say Lisco and Kennedy smoked marijuana during the attack. Wow. The prosecutor declined to talk on camera, but the dog owner's attorney stopped and offered a glimpse inside a potential defense. But no, there were no commands to attack. Attorney Dan Stevens says the teenager shocked the dog with a stun gun and beat him with a pipe the week before. Damn. The dog... You know, was, you know, when he saw this, this boy, uh, didn't attack him based upon interrogation or, or command. It was just based upon this previous abuse by this uh, boy. Stephen says the teen admitted stealing coins and pills from Lisco. No, I was not stealing anything from anybody. Kennedy Jr. says he only admitted to stealing from Lisco to stop the dog attacks since his dad refused to intervene. I asked him, why aren't you helping me? He said, I can't do anything. He said, once you mess with them, I can't help you. Kennedy Sr. told police he feared Lisco's links to the outlaw's motorcycle gang. Lisco's attorney says his client does not belong to any such organization. In Fond du Lac, Colleen Henry, WISN 12 News. All right, so guess the race chat room of Mr. Uh, Lisco... Uh, Joel Kennedy Sr. and the victim, because it's all the same. So guess the race. Let's see. Um, Cross-burning NASCAR watching toothless Adam and Eve slow-motion porn stars. <laughs> from Leonard Brothers. One who attended uh, Camp Crystal Lake and expects to survive, white. <laughs> One who sleeps with their pets and uses the smell of cheese and aphrodisiac. Yeah, correct. Uh, white. <laughs> they, they, these were white people. That is at first, I thought they had him. I was like, they were smoking weed and attacking a dog. I was like, ooh, maybe it was black. But no, it's white. Next guest race. Can you imagine a mother giving strangers beer to watch her six-year-old daughter while she went off and had sex for money? That is exactly what a Mesa woman is accused of doing, and tonight she is out of jail. CBS 5's Rebecca Thomas is live at Evergreen Park near Country Club and University, where police say it all happened. Rebecca? Lori Lee Kelly had her initial court appearance yesterday, one day after police say she abandoned her little girl in this park on a hot afternoon. Now, the judge released her on her own recognizance since she had no prior record. But tonight, Kelly is facing one felony charge of child abuse. We were at the park and um, this lady brought by her little daughter and says, can you watch her? Says she's going to go work for some money. 
Mesa police say 43-year-old Lori Lee Kelly, a teacher's aide at Whitman Elementary School, left her six-year-old with transients at Evergreen Park for about four hours Tuesday oh, afternoon. Oh, shit. I like how they call them transients. Don't they mean homeless people? <laughs> yes, they mean homeless Okay. People. She left her kids with homeless people so like, she could go tra- fuck for like money. transient. Mm-hmm. I total strangers. She told officers she gave them beer to watch the child while she sold her body for sexual favors. The woman at the store says, I think she's prostituting in front of my store. According to the police report, Kelly told officers she knew what she did was wrong, but she felt a manic sexual rage she couldn't control. She should take care of her kid, not do what she's doing. By the way, they're interviewing the homeless people. Yes. Right now. So, like, the people you're hearing talking are the homeless people who are like, yeah, this bitch is fucked up. And if the homeless people are saying you're fucked fucked up, up. You, you fucked, fucked up. up. I know it's so. Imagine a mother oh. giving. Sorry. Do what she's doing. This is wrong. During her initial court appearance, Kelly admitted she put her daughter in a dangerous situation. I have two children. I endangered one child. Hey, well, one for two. One out two, I bet. That's 50%. One of the conditions of Kelly's release, she is to have no contact with a child under the age of 16, including her own child. Now, her told, we are told that her six-year-old daughter is in the care of her father and Child Protective Services is investigating. According to Mesa Public Schools, Kelly is on paid administrative leave pending a district investigation. Reporting live in Mesa, Rebecca Thomas, CBS 5 News. Damn. <laughs> so guess the race. Of this teacher who abandoned her kids so she could go fuck Laura Lee Carley, 43. Well, she won't have a job no more because she was at an elementary school and she can't be around children that are under the age of 16. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, she's out of a job and she's out of fucking. Um, let's see. White harlot with a meth habit and low standards, says Leonard Brothers. One who is the Nilla in a Cho Nilla couple. Yeah, they didn't show the kids, so we don't know what race they are. Um... One who drags a child's car behind their truck while drinking. <laughs> I remember that article. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, correct. A uh, correct. The uh, race is white. Everybody's three for three right now. Um, this is crazy. I guess guess the race. Um, Fort Lee, New Jersey. Police say a teenager headed to a Sweet Sixteen party in New Jersey was killed after he struck his head out of an uh, after he stuck his head out of an emergency hatch on a double decker bus and hit the underside of a highway over- overpass. Oh, don't they teach you? My niece knows not to stick her hands and, and feet and objects and heads out of moving vehicles. Port Authority of New York and New Jersey police identified the teenager killed Friday night as 16-year-old Daniel Fernandez. Police say he was one of 65 teenagers aboard the bus headed to the party to a party in New Jersey. The bus was crossing the George Washington Bridge from New York when the accident occurred at the Fletcher Avenue overpass. Uh, he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, at the, the hospital. Mm-hmm. The bus, which operates uh, designer transportation, which operates the bus, expressed his deepest heartfelt sympathy for the boy's family for oh. having a dumbass kid. Wow. And you know what? And there's nobody you can sue because your child was just dumb. Yeah. You should sue yourself for having a dumbass kid. Um, I shouldn't even do guest the race on this, but let me see. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be some problems. Jersey Shore reject. So I guess that's Italian. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he was probably uh, headed to a party, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Negro Damas. Well, he was never going to be ahead of the class. 
Mm-hmm. He was the head of the party that night. Uh, Leonard Brothers says uh, Negro Domus, so I guess that means black. Uh, anyway, correct answer was Latino. He was he was a Latino man. Fernandez. Wow. Though. Yeah, got me. Fernandez. Yeah. How did y'all fuck that up? All right, here's uh, um, uh, some more guest arrays for people. Uh, man arrested for some sword ratchetness. Oh, shit now. Michael D. Butler, 30, was arrested just after noon today and charged with two counts of felonious assault. According to uh, officers, uh, they were they were uh, called to his house around 1110 uh, uh, p.m. Chris Matelski, 23, was found with a three to four inch gash in the top of his head, as well as a cut to his left shoulder blade. Tommy, uh, Tony Matelski, 20, had an injury to her left shoulder blade as well. Butler entered another man's apartment where Chris and Tony were watching TV, got into an argument with Chris about money that was owed to him. He then unsheathed his katana sword and slashed Tony, the oh, woman. Disability starts. Chris attempted to disarm him and was injured as well. Two people in a nearby apartment told police they had seen Butler with the sword prior to the altercation. He usually carries it about the residence. So he walks, he walks around with this. Right. You know what? I blame everyone who got cut and the people in the apartment complex. Yes. He should have been fucking banned. Y'all are letting Y'all don't allow people to walk around with a fucking loaded gun. Just walk around. Y'all call the police and had him arrested. He should have been arrested. And the world doesn't take it seriously. Because if you took the shit seriously, you'd need a permit to have a loaded fucking gun, right? But you need a permit to have a sword on your hip at all times. Shit, you need a permit for a loaded gun. I mean, a loaded sword. And a sword ain't, as far as I'm concerned, a sword is loaded at all times. You just don't have to put no bullets in it. It is a working weapon. According to the report, officers went to the to a tent in the backyard where Butler is residing, found a sheath for a sword and a black Tonto sword on the chair. The Katana sword was found in an apartment where the attack took place. Tony, Chris and Tony were taken to EMH Regional Medical Center by Life Care, the report said, but the hospital didn't have any information on them today. Guess the race of Michael D. Butler, sword enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood talking to an empty chair, crazy as cat shit. White, says Leonard Brothers. White as the female actress's face at the end of a porn scene. Sigu. Ah! Ghost dog, Forrest Whitaker. Black, says Evil. What with black? Correct answer is black. black. I know, y'all. I he couldn't believe right, it either. Evil. Um, yeah, black man was out here threatening people with a sword. Uh, here's another sword ratcheting story. A Long Beach police officer scuffled with a man who, be- who came at him with a samurai sword last Sunday in a threatening manner. Um, police arrested Gregory Scott, 29, of Long Beach and charged him with a menacing police officer resisting arrest and criminal possession of a weapon with the intent to use all misdemeanors. See, all wow. misdemeanors? Like, this is the only time you can attack a fucking cop with a weapon and they go, it's a misdemeanor. Nah, that shouldn't be felony too. You punch him as a felony. Right. A sword is less than a punch in the eyes of the law. Yes, it is. Police Department spokesman Sergeant Eric Cregan said the incident occurred shortly before 11 p.m. when officers responded to reports of a disturbance at the complex. When the police officers arrived, everyone scattered and there was no one left in the area, but the defendant exited one of the apartments and began walking towards the officer, uh, Nielsen, holding a black-handled sword. Uh, Cregan said, adding that the sword was encased in a plastic sheath. He walked towards the officer in a threatening manner, holding the sword in two hands. Cregan said that Scott ignored Nielsen's, uh, Nielsen's, I'm sorry, Nielsen's, 
<laughs> well, if it had been Neeson, this wouldn't have been a good story. Oh, been, no. Would have been over already. Of course. I have a special set of skills and I'm kill that motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> skills are, that I use for people like you with swords. Um, they say that Scott ignored Nielsen's uh, reported, repeated commands to drop the sword as he continued to approach him. Instead of discharging his weapon, Nielsen attempted to wrest the sword away from Scott. A struggle ensued. Nielsen was able to disarm Scott, who resisted arrest. Nielsen grabbed the sword by the sheath and was able to throw it away from the defendant. Uh, Nielsen showed great restraint. He would have been justified to use his weapon. And it's a testament to his professionalism that he was able to arrest the guy without any tragic incident. Yeah, I would have shot the nigga. Tase him or something. Yeah, I like, shit. Bow, 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 motherfucker. No, no, we'll talk later. That nigga was crazy. You know what I mean? Ah! Uh, Cregan said it was unclear that Scott's motives were and what caused the disturbance that preceded the confrontation. I don't know what his mental state was. It added that it had yet to be determined. Uh, no injuries were reported and Scott was arraigned at Long Beach County Court. Uh, guess the race, guys. Of, uh, what's his name? Gregory Scott, swordsman that likes to fuck with people. Animal loving, can't wait to say the word nigga in rap songs. White, says Leonard Brothers. Yeah, they had to say it in the car all by themselves, obviously. Um, it looks like that's the only guess for, oh wait, didn't shoot him. Descendant of a Neanderthal who loves horses. Mm, so going with white. Evo going with black on this one. Two swords, stories in a row, Evo goes black. Feel like he might be cheating because it is black! Yeah. Apparently he is Googling the people's names so he could be right. Um. Don't cheat now, Evo. Yeah, there's no way that anyone could possibly know that those people were black. That's some ah! white, them people both <laughs> did white crimes <laughs> and they had white names. I think on the last one it was like the last name was Butler and this one just said police, uh, uh people ran when the police showed up. Yeah. Context yeah. clues. Yeah, I, I feel like that man might have been lying, dog. But, um, all right, let's, let's go back to, uh, some more guests to race here. Uh, we only got a few minutes left, so. Um, a woman faces charges for appearing naked in a park. Samantha J. Edwards, 26, was charged in August in Greene County Circuit Court with second-degree sexual misconduct and second-degree property damage, which are misdemeanor charges. According to a probable call statement from the Springfield Greene County Park Rangers, just after 7 p.m. May 27, two people reported seeing oh, a naked woman. You can have degrees of sexual misconduct? Yeah, apparently. Two people reported seeing a naked woman in the area. When the officer responded, he said the woman was, uh, he saw the woman as well. Surveillance footage shows the woman exposing her genitals to several people. Ah, flashing. Throwing her bra on a walking trail and leaning over the balcony of a building over the course of 30 minutes. Oh, that's a real flash mob. That's a solo flash mob, ain't it? <laughs> right. She was a one-person flash mob. Yes. The defendant was likely high on bath salts at the time. And also ripped the covers off of two electrical boxes and removed two fire extinguishers from the building. Bath salts, really? The fuck is in these bath salts? I don't know, but I'd be damned if I wanted them. She was seen by two people biking through the park and two Ice Park employees. It also notes the law enforcement has responded before Edwards being naked uh, to, before to her being naked in the park. So she's done this before. Oh shit! This must be her shit. Like get high on bath salts, go streaking. And you know what that that you know from some of the story stuff we said they said it make your internal temperature like really really hot. Yeah. So it makes people like want to take, take their clothes, clothes off. Yeah. Uh, Edwards, who was a Wednesday was in custody, is also facing a felony charge of fraudulent use of a credit or debit device. A bond of fifteen hundred. Wonder what that's related to. A bond of uh-huh. fifteen hundred dollars was recommended for the sexual misconduct and property damage uh, charges, and Edwards fails to appear in court, but she was taken into custody. 
in lieu of the $2,500 bond in the fraud case. So, guess the race of the bath salt smoking flasher, um, Samantha J. Edwards, 26 years old. One who says in their past life they were Janice Joplin. P.S. She must have been ugly because if she was hot, people wouldn't have called the feds. <laughs> yes. White says Evo. Oh, yeah, I got an Evo. Britney Spears. I'm assuming that's white, little brothers. I hope so. Yeah, correct. Uh, Casey Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's just another Britney Spears. The correct answer is oh, white. Casey Anthony. She was a white woman, y'all. <laughs> that's good. Britney Spears, Casey Anthony. This isn't guess the race, but apparently some dude um, was sneaking up on unsuspected female sunbathers this summer mm-hmm. and ejaculating in their hair. Oh, shit, nigga, they need to cut your balls off. Don't be doing no <laughs> bullshit like that. Keep your sperm to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's some nasty shit. You think they have Especially if she didn't ask for it. Uh, he was, Could you he, imagine you laying there? You were like, "Oh shit! What? 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 What is this? Hit me all across my fucking face!" And it's warm. Oh, I just wonder what the um, process is for that because it's not like you just touch a dick and then the sperm comes out. That means no. like he had to jack it up, yeah. like prepare. So what was he like? Do, run? What was it like running towards them? Oh, I'm about to call. Let me run out here real quick and then <laughs> nut on their face. Oh, girl, how you like that? <laughs> Shoot that fucking tum. Uh, sun, um, <laughs> he forgot me all fucked Sunbathing? Sunbathing and shit. You were expecting the sun. You ain't expecting no sperm. <laughs> she was sperm bathing. Yes, she was sperm bathing. <laughs> Let's say it's good for your skin. Maybe yes. try to help out. He's on. Like, oh, this is beautiful for your skin, girl. Rub it in. Get his some name was, down. Uh, his name was Danielle Kelly Gold. Pleaded guilty. Um, uh, he was, he, <laughs> they have it at Odell Park and Wilmot Park. So he's going to the park. Uh, in the Odell incident, oh, the victim so he's was got to run and start on that shit. I'm sorry. In the Odell, the Odell incident, the victim was tanning and had her eyes closed, <gasps> only to have someone ejaculate in her hair and on her shoulder. Oh, yeah. Oh man. And like I say, you know what? It's it's completely different if you have consented to this and you know it's coming, and you're like, okay, cool, boy. You know, let the sperm fall when it may. But it's some bullshit if you don't expect that shit coming at you. Yeah, Sigu says uh, head and shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Sperm and shoulders. Yeah, this half is, on this half of my hair, I can feel the sperm going to work. Um, So, yeah. uh, But what is the sperm count? They said I did a 500 sperm count, SPF and above. (laughs) The, um. This said the suspect later determined that uh to be gold that he ran off and was subsequently arrested by police. Now I had to give him props because um in that refractory period, man, it's hard to even get up and make a sandwich. So how he had the nerve to sprint at top speed after busting that nut, I don't know. And my thing is that does he have on pants? Like that's my question. The, you know, so basically he the run butt naked or run with like no drawers on, have his drawers like, uh, you know, hanging up in the trees so he can grab him and keep pushing it. You know, <laughs> so so basically you have a hot sweaty dude with a t-shirt on with no drawers, well, he probably just socks sticks, and some shoes. He probably just sticks his, his, his dick through the hole, Karen, obviously. He's one of those guys. Ah! Um, yeah, <laughs> there shouldn't even have to be a guest race for this. No. The, the second incident happened as a woman was sitting in a chair sunbathing. The victim suddenly became aware that someone was standing behind her and masturbating. 
Uh, I mean, he got to be breathing heavy. I mean, come on. He was later identified through semen recovered from the victim's hair. Oh, my God. So that means they had to wait for the police to show up, leave the sperm in their hair. Like, uh-uh, don't take it out. This motherfucker getting caught. I'm not washing my hair until he is tucked, taking the justice. Yeah. Oh, um, fuck you for that, sir. Another story. Uh, apparently, a 68-year-old man named Wallace Wheeler was caught uh, allegedly using forcible touching and kissing of a 98-year-old resident of a local senior home. <gasps> That's right. He was getting up on that old lady. Smiladon, indeed, I say get it, old girl. Aww. She is just like Hattie. Using them 98-year-old skills to, her, to pay the bills. Aww. She should have stabbed you with her walker. Doesn't it just make that you, old woman alone? Doesn't it just make you not want to put your your mom in a home? I know for them to get abused. Ninety eight, like ninety eight, man. And of course, Come I asked the same thing that everybody in the chat room is asking right now. What does she have on? Because you know, you see these ninety eight year old women walking down the street had the, in the high shorts, looking like whores. Yeah, she had and you them, can't help yourself. You am know, I right? you know they got them new depend thongs, and that's been all the rage. Yeah, it's like I like to call them good, good, good milf. Um, uh, so uh. I'm not doing guest race. We gotta hurry up. I'm uh, about to say, well, come I, on, come hey, on. shit, that's white. I, well, actually, yeah, chat room. What do y'all I, think? Wallace Willard. What, what race y'all think? That's my guest race. Karen's guessing white. Mm-hmm. One who plays fantasy football because it's the only legal way he can own black people. Leonard <laughs> 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 Brothers. I'm assuming that's white. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, he's a Seagull says white. Uh, how old was the guy? The guy was 68. She was 98. So I'm assuming, you know, she came up a little bit. They hating on her for being able to get a young man. Uh, but yeah, the correct answer is white. He was a white man. Um, a Peruvian woman allegedly cut off her sleeping boyfriend's penis and then tossed it into the toilet. Oh, shit. Julia Munoz Huaman, 41, guessed the race, reportedly used a kitchen knife to cut off the penis of a 46-year-old Ramon Arias Opeco. Uh, before flushing the severed appendage, according to a digital journal. They were staying in a hostel in Brina, Peru at the time. She attempted to leave, but was stopped by staff members who contacted authorities after hearing his cries of pain. Oh, shit. Cries of pain? I don't mean cries of agony? Uh, those are the same. Pain and agony is the same. Oh. Uh, but yeah. Uh, agony just sound worse than just, just you know, just pain. <laughs> I'm sorry. Understood. Shit sound like it hurts. Joy! And, and agony. Like, <laughs> like, like, like sunshine and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was Latino for those playing at home. Um, I didn't get any guesses in the chat room that time. Oh, somebody, um, oh no, that's the other one. Yeah, uh, yeah, so we gotta wrap it up because fantasy football starting and, um, it is what it is, y'all. We'll see y'all Thursday. We will. Um, I have to go check my lineup. I'm playing Me against too. some of y'all. Yeah, and I, I don't need y'all feeling together. like y'all got the upper hand on the nigga. I know it's so, sir. Uh, so we'll see you guys Thursday. Go Eagles. Go, go Panthers. I hear you. I hear you. Go to the black guy who tips. And uh, donate. Do all that stuff, man. Hook us up. We hook you guys up. 
all the time with great free podcasting. So make sure you guys check us out, man. We appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again. That is in D-A-T. The show Twitter is at T-B-G-W-T. Today's show is sponsored by Adam and Eve, of course. Use code T-B-G-W-T. Get half off of one item, three free DVDs, and free shipping, plus a free central gift I can't tell you about. Also, ShadowDogProductions.com slash I-T-D-G itg.html uh for the film in the goodbye starring alexa Yeans and vanel um check them out man uh it's only seven dollars for a dvd and you get uh free shipping on that for uh four dollars for a digital download um so yeah make sure you guys are checking all this stuff out uh supporting us supporting the show uh and supporting our sponsors man it really means a lot to us um Check out After Black and Black Is whenever they're up, and uh, we'll post it on the site and let you guys know when our guest appearances are done. We will. And um, we'll see you guys Thursday. Um, so I think that's about it for now. Did I get everything, Karen? I think you did, sir. All right. Well, until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Sign a deal on you niggas, I get it cracked. All you niggas all rapping the whack fashion. I'm calling niggas numbers on action, that's cat stacking. Track hacking, cutting slack, that can't happen. Any cat, easing up on the plan, your man scratching. I ain't parlaying with these rap niggas. I'm in a spot, rolling pot, scheming blocks to get my racks bigger. Hang your feature on sight, dimes attack, nigga. Taking champagne to the brain like fuck a bad liver. Play your lane, I'll be speeding down the runway. Nigga, keep it raw like wrestling on Monday. Chest out, not giving a fuck to what a punk say. I know some hood niggas like Ross, that's with the gunplay. Stay tuned, six goonies in a whip. Straight hoochie only blew me cause I'm rich. Shit, we swerve ships, medicine that burn lips. Earn chips, she only blew me cause I'm rich. Hey, yeah. Where yet? Hey, yeah. Where yet? In your city where them niggas carry gas. Uh, Sperry's kicked up, it's a ferry cruise. Fuck around, leave your family on the daily news. I be the Don, believe me, making your girl tease me. Pitch black notes are dedicated to easy. Pocket full of cheesy, same color Luigi. Dead presidents, the resident is breezy. Funky is a ball, I ball and call shots. In your girl spot like cars and parking lots. The block stay hot like Floridian weather. Thinking that it's not, then try dying in leather. Better, get Ninja Turtle, I'm the shredder. Attacking every rapper with my shadow black reaper. Cheaper, creeper, kidnap me from the cypher. Eliminate competitors, the verbal lyric sniper. Bomb kill you, then I kill you too. Thinking and drinking and tweaking like hurt is that dude mysterious? I'm killing the game, so fuck the fame. Confusing rappers with a mystical maze to make them lame. Uh.